the Nets end up in fifth place. So not even top four in the East. Next year final, Lakers versus Miami part two. Hey y'all, welcome to the Barbershop Quintet podcast, the podcast where my guests and I debate our own top five lists of current and past topics that are relevant for millennials like you. And who am I? My name is Tony and I will be the host for today's show. After we debate our top five lists and back up our standings, my guests will enter the buzz cut lightning round where they will each have to quickly formulate a convincing buy and an argument on a top five list or topic of my choosing. Based on those arguments, I, the decider, will pick which answer resonates with me the most. Only catch is that each guest has a total of 50 seconds for their argument. Go over their time, or if they can't finish their argument, they'll get penalized, and I may give the oppositional guests an advantage. So for today, we're heading into a very unique position right now, as of recently, where the league just announced that they're resuming the season and it was a tug of war they're resuming back the season for december the 22nd i believe and with that being said today's topic basically revolves around the upcoming season which is the top five players that you need to watch out for the next upcoming season there's a little twist on today's topic we have a few perspectives on terms of basketball fans just because the basketball season just finished about not even barely a month ago, maybe two weeks ago, actually. And as we're recording, we have a new fan, a casual fan and a semi new fan. And of course myself, a diehard fan. So, but before we enter the question realm and list our questions, our lists here, we're going to head in and introduce our guests for today. So before we do that, I'm just going to go and introduce one of a recurring guest who's been on here a few times, Ray. You've heard him on the weekend podcast. You've heard him on the fashion podcast. And yeah, so give it for my friend Sid Udayan. And if you can also give us a little teaser statement or summary statement for your list as well and introduce <clears throat> Yes, sir. Thank you, Tony. Hey, guys. Sid Udine here. Repeat, I guess you call it repeat guest on the Barbershop Quintet podcast. Love the show. Love the vibes. My list, I think, is going to be, it's not going to be too surprising. I have a couple names in here that you may not expect, but I think there's a lot of stories going around uh, right now as to you know who's coming back next year, how this season is going to be completely different. We have a lot of major players in the East coming back up. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that, especially with you guys, just to think, just to see what you guys think, because I know a lot of people think the East is kind of weak right now, but we'll see when we get there. All right. Thank you. Uh, I got your list yesterday, and it seems there were a couple of surprising names. I will say I, I do agree with that. So thanks, Sid. And I can't wait till we dive into your list. So we have, we were supposed to have four, a quartet today, but one didn't make it but i have his list i'll introduce i guess him as well his name's andrew arrigan he's a friend of ezekiel arrigan and ezekiel has been on the show a few times now on a t-pain podcast on the best defensive play podcast and he'll be on more podcasts in the future hopefully andrew can make it but shout out to andrew and i have his list so we'll dive into that as well for his teaser statement for his list 
Yeah, just like just like said, a few surprising names and a few Canadian names as well on there. So very intriguing. Now on to my final guest. He's been waiting to be on this podcast for so long now, and I've been I've been trying to get him on so many podcasts, but it hasn't worked out scheduling wise. So with this being said, he's a new fan, not of the podcast, but he's a new fan of basketball in general, especially since we've been discussing back and forth in terms of the past season and the playoffs. And he's been keeping a very close eye in the bubble as it resumed and as it finished. So give it to my, my guest and my friend, Jide Egbawumi. If you can please introduce yourself, Jide, and give us a little like summary or a teaser statement for your list as well. please. Thank you, Tony. Can I just say I'm actually in love with your uh, Grizzly jersey? I know we can't do that, but... I just really wanted to give that a shout out. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. My top five list here, honestly, wouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. These are the names you want to see play. There's a lot of backstory to this. There's a lot of like, what do you say? Like time stories. There's a lot of entertainment. And also there's just that feeling. You, you see these guys play, you're like, you know what? Now we're back to real ball. Now, this is why I got into ball. So, uh, yeah, I don't think my list will come as a surprise to anyone, to be honest. Yeah. And, and that's great because the whole point of this podcast is to have different people on different perspectives, right? So it's great that we have a new fan of basketball here. And I'm glad that you decided to choose basketball as your, the main sport you want to follow and not some ragged ass sport as like baseball or hockey. No offense <laughs> to those sports, but... Thank you for your list. And yeah, I can't wait. And some of the questions that we'll be having here will be honestly, yeah, some of the questions we'll be having here will attain to you, but also be very nostalgic for others as well. So um, now actually breaking news, I think I got Andrew on here, so I might bring him in. All right. Uh, our third guest, Andrew Arrigan, as I gave a big, or a big introduction array, as he is Ezekiel, or Easy's brother, who's been on the show multiple times as well. If you could please introduce yourself, Andrew. Oh my God, I got you guys next up. If you could please <laughs> introduce yourself, Andrew, and then give us a teaser statement or a spoiler statement for your list as well, please. Okay. Um, yeah, my name is Andrew, as you guys already know. You know, the one thing I'm going to say is that, you know, one guy on this list is always going to get criticized until he retires, and even after he retires, but he's still for sure the best player. And that's just my own opinion. And uh, that's going to be a debate for the ages. So I can't wait till we get into that. But, and Tony, uh, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead, bro. I think I have an idea of what Andrew just said. The player Andrew oh, I think said. Everyone knows. I will be surprised <laughs> if all you guys don't have him on that list. I will be really surprised. I'm just saying. Just, see, just, see just. Laughing. If you don't have him, bro, you're about to get just, caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just wait, and then you can make your reaction. Just wait till you read our list. But I, I, thank you, Andrew, for your list. I really appreciate you hopping on again. I really appreciate all of you guys for hopping on. Actually, so we'll break it down here. Andrew's a casual fan. He's just a sports fan in general. He knows basketball, but he also watches soccer. You know, or European football football and baseball as well so we have that perspective we have Sid who's a fan for what a handful of years now Sid of basketball yeah three four years now 
yeah. So handful basically. Uh, G Day's been a fan since practically yesterday. (laughs) 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 And myself, I've been a fan for 20 years now or so. Thank you guys for your list. And for myself, I guess, uh, I guess uh, the listeners at home already know who I am. Uh, Diving, I guess, a teaser statement from my list. All I can say is that a couple of these guys are on here are based on the 2021 free agency just to see how they perform. And it's very, it'll be very reflective on where people will go and what moves franchises will make. So that's, that's my, uh, that's my teaser statement. So before we go dive into our lists here, I like to do a little gimmick we call the random number generator where I will toss you guys a number from a scale of one to 25 and you guys will have to pick a number. Then I put that number, then I put it through the random number generator and then the closest number starts first. And then we decide the order from there. So because Sid, you are a recurring guest. Can you please give me a number from one to 25? 19. 19. I'm going to go clockwise on my camera here. Andrew, if you could give me a number from one to 25, please. Just go with uh, 25. 25. Okay. G-Day, if you can give me a number from 120 to 25 as well, please. I would do number 24. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay, so we're doing the price is right. Uh, the price is right kind of tech- tactic here. So Andrew with 25, G-Day with 24. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. That's, for some reason, 8 and 24 always pops up, but rest in peace, Kobe. G-Day, 24, and Sid with 19. Again, I'll go last because I'm the host. I have the random number generator here sitting at number six and you guys would just have to take my word for it, but I'm just going to run it in three, two. So unfortunately 25, 25, right? Nope. 25 isn't 24 isn't as well. Sid, you got to go first. It sat on number 16. So if you can go from your list from five, four, three, two, one, just bottom up and then give us a line basically dive into your choices basically in between you already know the drill and for the rest of the guys you guys will hear kind of the platform or how the structure will go in terms of this so Sid you go first GJ you go second Andrew you go third and I'll go last okay cool Cool. all right Sid go ahead all right so at number five on my list I had as one of the top five players to watch out for next season, I had Zion Williamson on my list at number five. The reason I put Zion on the list at all, you know what? I was thinking like, I wouldn't be surprised if people like don't even care to see Zion next season or if the entire like media is looking at Zion for next season. One, because, you know, his face is pretty much on everything now. He's um, like, I think he, I think he made like the most endorsements for any rookie since I think LeBron back in like 2002, 2003. So, you know, this guy's face is just everywhere. You want to see what he can do. He obviously did well when he was a Duke. I personally was not impressed, you know, with the way uh, I think he even like came to the league. I think the Pelicans honestly really babied him, um, you know, after he tore his meniscus in, in like the summer league. He, he didn't lose any weight after the fact. He didn't, you know, really change much. So I think if he can, if he can honestly change up his diet change up his like like kind of augment his body to to play better on while he's young still and take the load off his knees I really think he can explode and become the superstar that everyone thinks he's going to be but 
I think this is a very pivotal year for him, you know, coming off like a like half a season missed due to the, the meniscus, losing rookie of the year to John Moran. John Moran actually 100% deserved that. I'm mad that, honestly, Zion was even in the running for that. Kendrick Nunn should have come in as, like, runner-up. But, you know, it's just like like a, a photo of Zion's face is worth, like, a 1000 bucks, And, you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's, you know, what sells, right? So mm-hmm. if Zion can augment his body and really take care of himself and really put up some numbers and, you know, you know take the Pelicans – with, you know, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball take the Pelicans to the next level, then we'll see. But if he doesn't, he's going to be washed. And I think it's going to be the biggest wash of, like, you know, the recent in, – in recent years if he doesn't, like – if he doesn't step up. So, that's Zion at number five. At number four on my list, I have LaMelo Ball, who has never played an NBA game in his mm-hmm. life. He's coming up. He's being drafted. Um, I don't know if he's going to go one, two – he might even go three. Who knows? But <laughs> – the reason I put him on my list was because he is so, so, so talented. You know, having grown up in, like, the Ball family, obviously he was exposed to basketball. He's the youngest of the Ball brothers. Really, there's only two. I don't know if LiAngelo is an actual Ball brother or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he does right now. I think he's in summer school or something. He's a model. He's a model now, apparently. He's a model? He's a model. <laughs> not for Gucci. Not for Gucci, though, just saying. I don't think yeah. Gucci will take him, but okay. <laughs> at least somebody took him yeah I think I think he's crazy talented I think he's done a lot of work to to build his strength up you know looking at photos from when he was 16 to to I think he's what 18 19 now it's it's just a it's it's dramatically different what he's done um, he's put a lot of muscle I think he needs to work hard to maintain that mass and you know maintain his strength I think that's going to be kind of the defining factor if he can if he if he can get his you know First of all, his shooting percentage up from when, you know, he was in college playing for the, the Larwa Hawks. I think that's – I think that I think he was doing that in Australia. But he yeah. posted up great numbers there. I think he – his passing ability is, you know, there's no question to what he can do from, as, you know, as, from like a passing perspective. And same thing with Lonzo. You know, they, they, they both came out as tremendous passers. So I think he, he can offer a lot to a team, uh, especially like a, like a younger team who needs like a lot of spring and like a point guard. And, you know, I'd be interested to see what it would look like if he ever made it to the, to the Raptors, to be honest. Whoa. But I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be one of the players you want to watch out for this year. Him and Wiseman might be duking it out for, for rookie of the year. Who knows? Mm. But that's why I got LaMelo at number four. All right. Number three on my list, players to watch. Obviously, I had to give it up to Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Only reason I'm saying you got to watch out for this guy this season is because – Whatever he decides to do next summer is going to change. Is going to change like the face of the game. Every team is going to be on watch. Every team's going to make adjustments because of honestly where he goes, and he's he's coming up for like a huge, huge, huge paycheck. Was a two hundred fifty million dollars something like that. <laughs> wow, money it's Mahomes uh, money, Patrick Mahomes it's money. It's yeah, man. It's 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 like. Yeah, if you if you split it up, if you double that, that's exactly how much Patrick Mahomes is making. Like what, ha, like half a billion dollars over ten years? It's crazy. Yeah, I think he honestly he deserves it. He really does. If he, I'm I'm gonna be surprised if he stays in Milwaukee. I don't think he will. Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. Like he, we'll dive he into really that. Likes, I know he really likes Milwaukee, but I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, where he ends up going. The reason I say I don't know if it's likely that he will stay in Milwaukee is because, like, you know, they, don't, they really don't have a team, man. Like, Chris Milton is great. 
I don't want to hear nothing about Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe ain't nobody. He has never performed. He is a bum in the playoffs. Like, I don't want to hear none of that. They need to bring somebody in. I know there was talks about Chris Paul going to, like, the, the Bucks or something like that. But, yeah, just because, you know, whatever Giannis decides to do, the entire the entire league kind of shifts along with him. He's kind of at that level where, um, you know, KD makes a move, LeBron makes a move, Anthony Davis makes a move, Giannis makes a move. Everybody, you know, everybody takes notice. And he's going to have a an entire row of suitors, you know, come knocking at the door trying to give him some money. So we'll have to see what happens there. Number two on my list. I, you know, as, uh, as all you guys know, I am a huge Raptor fan. My number two on my list for players you got to watch out for this season, this upcoming season, is Pascal Siakam, my boy Spicy P. Sorry, and the who? reason I put... Who? was that? Who? Spicy P. Oh, all I heard was Trash Cow Siakam, so... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that too, but I don't, I don't want to be the person to say that. I'm not a Raptors fan, so everyone can go kill me. I don't care, but hey, you guys helped us win, so. <laughs> he did, yeah. He, he definitely gave the Celtics that win. And that's actually just what I, was ta- I wanted to talk about. So I know, like, Tony, you and I kind of briefly talked about this maybe, mm-hmm. like, once in the past since the Raptors lost in the second round of the playoffs to the Celtics. You know, for a guy like Siakam to go from 40th or 50th pick in the draft to G League MVP, most improved player of the year, all-star, and he's only 25. I think he shows that it's just unbelievable how much potential he has. I think he's just crazy talented. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he bounces back from such a, honestly, such a humiliating like, like loss in the, in, the, in the playoffs. Everybody's looking at him. He, he, just, he just got blown out. It, was, it, was just, you know, it just was not a good look for him. But, uh, you know, I think him him being expected to fill in Kawhi Leonard's shoes. And, uh, you know, I love Spicy P, like one of my favorite players to watch. One of my, I think he's like top 15 in the league for sure. No disrespect to him, but he's Kawhi's on a completely different level. So for people to expect, you know, you know, Pascal to kind of fill in Kawhi's shoes, take on the double teams and still get to 30 plus points a night, I think was a lot to ask from a 25 year old. But that being said, I don't think that this is going to be the last we're going to see of him. No, definitely not. I think if anything, I don't this... think anyone expected that though. You don't know. You I don't think, think that's so? just pressure he put on himself. That's not really the pressure oh. that. Like, we'll, we'll dive into that. We'll dive into that. Sid, just yeah, continue. No. We'll dive into that. Sorry. I, no, 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 it's all good, bro. I hear your point, Andrew. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say that like to go from a champ to be a championship contender and to be your number one option now, and you know, coming off an All Star season. I think there was a bit of pressure on him. I agree he put pressure on himself too. I'm just excited to see how he kind of, uh, you know, takes all that and produces something else moving forward. So I'm excited to see the Raptors next year, man. Really excited to see Pascal, what he's done over the summer to kind of get his body right. Or since the bubble, I'll, I'll say. And we'll see what happens in December. And my number one player, this should come as no surprise to anybody on this podcast. Even if you've never seen basketball, you've seen like one or two games, you've definitely heard his name. Kevin Durant. He's going to change the game when he comes back this December. I I think this is like the easiest way to to kind of shift power in in the entire league. For for KD, for when KD came to Brooklyn, it was like LeBron going from the east to the west. KD is top two in the world. If he's healthy, I I think there's an argument to say that KD is the best player in the world. Coming off an Achilles, though, I don't know. It's like it's it's even more devastating, you know, than an ACL tear. This is the most devastating thing I think can happen to a player 
in the you know in the NBA. And this is exactly what happened to Kobe. This is uh, you know him him tearing his Achilles was what led him to retire. And I think I think you know if if that didn't happen, he he could have still been playing until later into his career at least. But rip to the great. But yeah, I mean KD coming back, especially with Kyrie, especially Brooklyn, they've got a lot of young guys who are, who are hard workers. Joe Harris, who's a three point like contest champion. They got a lot of guys, you know, and even though the Raptors like blew them out, like in the playoffs, they didn't have KD, they didn't have Kyrie. I think KD coming back is huge. I don't think people realize that even a KD who's even at like 85%, that's still better than like 90% of the league. So I'm very excited to see him come back. It'll be interesting to see how him and Kyrie kind of work because they need to figure out very quickly who the number one option is. I don't want to hear like, they're both the number one option. No, it, it can't be like that. There has to be That's funny. clearly. We are, everyone in the league knows who the number one option is. Just the question is, is what's his Does name? Kyrie he, know? Yeah. Kyrie know he's beat? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though. Like, I, I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with, you know, how him and Kyrie kind of figure things out. And if Kyrie gets in like the team's way, I'll be very disappointed. I expect great things from Brooklyn. Like, you know, even, even KD coming off an injury, I know he's had a lot of time to get healthy again. So that's good. But yeah, we'll just see, man. If they, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the finals next year, Brooklyn. But yeah, that's my that's my top five list. Thank you, Sid. So before we jump on to GD's list, I'm just gonna. I have a couple comments. Mm-hmm. I like the two young players, especially having Lamelo on there. And I do have a hot take that I'm gonna go into one of the questions later on in the discussion. But yeah, that's that's my only comment. But when we dive into the thoughts, I will definitely. I have some. I have quite a few reservations so um but thank you for your list i, I respect your list so um g-day if you can give us your list as well bottom up five four three two one and then also dive into each person just like what sid did so okay yeah sounds good so first of all even before i start my list i just want to put it out there it was really really hard not putting Yanis on my top five. So, uh, Sid, I do agree with uh, what you pointed out about Yanis. Like, literally, this guy's about to change so many team structure. And I feel like everyone is just waiting on what move is going to do. Is it going to like sign that Supermax deal? Or like, is it just going to get the fuck out of the box? Pardon my uh, English. Uh, but my number five, I'm going to start with Jimmy Butler. I think he did really well being an all-star team. What I saw with the series about him with the hit against the Lakers, I do believe he was able to put himself to that superstar like status and not just having one, but he had two historical like triple double during that series. That 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 was really good. And just being able to basically put them like put uh, Miami on the map because they weren't even anyone's favorite to be in the final and he was able to do it out of the east that's something i do respect so jimmy takes my uh number number five yeah and over to number four you have to give it to this guy it's uh steph curry babyface assassin like yeah we know he got injured but then like it's always exciting to see the splash bros back together making those wet buckets like you can hate them, but like Steph literally changed the way you win in a basketball game. Like 
just making that wet threes and whatnot. So it's exciting to see him come back, bounce back, to see uh, what new strategies he has and just to see him kill it as well. And uh, my third guy on my list would be Kawhi. Kawhi is really good. And I just want to see him play, man. I just want to see how that team synergy is going to work, even with a new coach now, and also just making it work with uh, Paul George as well. And just bouncing back, because he was a final MVP twice on two different teams. So, like, it, 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 it was shitty what happened to the Clippers and Denver, but Kawhi is meant to be the leader in that team. So it would be interesting to see how he's able to learn from whatever BS happened last season and just give it another go with the Clippers this upcoming season. My second guy would be KD, Easy Money Sniper. Yes, KD, I know people have so much shit to say about him, but you got to be excited to fucking just see this guy play. Like, even as Sid pointed out, just going to Brooklyn net, we know he is the leader, but then it's just interesting to see how that would work with Kyrie as well. And Katie just has so many storylines with him. Like, imagine the Nets going up against the Warriors, like Katie versus Draymond Green, like like how intense that match is going to be, or just KD versus freaking LeBron and the Lakers and AD. Like, that is going to be a good matchup. Like, KD's fucking six foot, seven foot tall. Like, who can really guard him? I know we have our speculations, but to actually see it in action, like AD and KD or like Bron and KD, just based on my knowledge, like you, like, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I know he has some things with even Houston Rockets too as well. So like, Katie just has a lot going for him. I know I was, it was hard not putting him as my number one seed because I know it was your number one. But, like, that brings me to my number one. Like, this guy doesn't need any introduction. And, honestly, people can say so many shit about him. People can praise him. But I don't think he, had, he needs to prove anything to anyone. Like, we're all going to wake up to a new ball season and LeBron James isn't going to be starting. So whatever games you can see now, just enjoy it. Take it in. Like, see this guy play. His 17th season is going into his 18th, I believe. But, like, man, LeBron is going to stop. We don't know how soon that is. So, like, every game you can see him play, make it count. So, like, LeBron literally takes my, uh, my number one uh, spot. And trust me, he probably has that pressure that he has to win another ring so it's going to be exciting to just see Braun play like you got to give it to the GOAT for our generation I'll end it off like that <laughs> <laughs> I love I had to add a little part at the end oh, <laughs> yo, I know I know some people are coming for me trust me <laughs> no you're good again the perspectives right so you're a new fan of course, you're going to have the biggest names on there, Butler and LeBron from the finals that we just seen Lakers versus Heat, right? So that's already given. But I love the way where how you just shoot out all these, like, Twitter handles and, like, nicknames and shit. It feels, <laughs> it feels like – it feels it, – it brings me back to when you just call, like, answer, the a, like, AI the answer, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq this. Like, you know what I mean? True, true. Um, Kobe the Black Mamba true. before he was a Black Mamba. But also – this is for our listeners out here, but also 
three of us know Jide quite well. And this is not a shot to Jide, but Jide loves drama. And <laughs> the thing, when he asked me what sport should I watch that has the most entertainment and drama factor into it, you chose the right sport because basketball, arguably next to the NFL, has the most storylines. And when you look into it, 365 days a year, 12 months a year, it's not, a, it's not an eight-month season anymore. It becomes the free agency, the fucking, like free agency 2020, that was a blast. No, for, sorry, free agency 2019, that was like insane. Mm. Free agency 2021, you have Giannis, you have LeBron, yeah. you have Donovan yeah. Mitchell. All the, Two probably months. the biggest, <laughs> you know, so there's so many storylines. Like ESPN is raking up fucking views, like, yeah. and streams. Yeah. So, yeah, good on you for bringing that up with KD because there's, there are multiple storylines that does, do go with him. And also just, just him as a player, but also all the teams he's been on. So I, I commend your list as well. And thank you for your list, today. Moving on, Andrew, if you could also give us your top five as well, bottom up, and then also give us a little, I guess, dive into your players as well. Sure. Yeah, my number five will be Tyler Hero. Just basing off, like, my list was basically compiled of, I, my thing I was trying to get was um, people that showed some things last year, plus, you know, you got to put in your Canadians in there. So my first, my first guy was Tyler Hero, my number five. Um, The reason for this is just based on how he played last season. It was, he was fantastic in the playoff for the most most part. Yeah, the, the one amazing game, but. I see him as someone someone that has no fear like that in the NBA that's willing to just, you know, jack up the shots whenever, go down the lane whenever he's needed. It's something that will take him far in the NBA, especially when you're in a team like, you know, you're, you were not even expected to be the number three, four shooter when the playoffs started, and he became your number three, I believe, during the playoffs. So I can see him really impressing if he gets a chance to start even if he doesn't, coming off the bench, he can still be impressive. So I expect his, his points number to go up. So I think he's someone to really look forward to. My number four player would be Williamson, um, like Sid said. I put him there because this is kind of a year where this this would be the year where people would determine whether or not he's bust. He's a bust guy. Is like he's a bust. I think that's for a couple of reasons. First of all, the season where he was chosen, I, I agree completely with Sid on his point about Williamson when he said, why was he in the um, why was he in the rookie of the year conversation in the first place? This man did not barely played anything. Like it made no sense for him to be in the rookie of the year and Kevin Dunn should definitely be not there. So I really think that this season, if he can stay healthy enough, he can definitely be impressive. But if he gets injured again, he doesn't take care of, he doesn't take care of his body. He knows the pressure his weight puts on his knees and still, you know, he's not really trying to get he's kind of like just putting it all out there thinking his body is going to be able to hold it. So this year we'll probably see him either really break out if he's healthy. If he's healthy, I can see him becoming an MIP for sure. But if he's not, then because he's on a team where he can definitely put up a bunch of points. They need a leader. They don't have one really. So he's on a team like that. He can definitely become their number one guy. I can definitely see him doing well. Or if he gets injured again, he's just basically just going to become that guy, you know, that number one player. Number three, I'm going to go with one of my Canadians here, um, Andrew Wiggins. I put this guy up there. People seem, people completely forgot about him because he was on a waste team, but he's coming back 
to a team that's like, that's going to be competing with LeBron James and the Lakers. So, and he had, he put up 21 points last year, past season as their number one guy. Basically, I think he was their number one guy, but now he's coming back. He's going to be taking a more minor role. He can be, he can be part of the starting lineup. He can go in from the bench regardless, but I want to see, I think he can actually excel because he's, in the, he's not going to be the number one person everyone starts looking for anymore. And he was still putting up 21 points. So he's not going to be that person everyone's looking for anymore. He's going to be like that third pick. So I can see him really putting up a lot of points. He can be a go-to player when the other two are not doing well. Just adds another disgusting weapon for the Golden State Warriors, especially with Curry and what's his name? Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is the worst time to really blank out. Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson. Yeah, coming back. So that would be a very interesting I, – I, actually, yeah, I'll bring that up in my – Number one option, actually. So number two, Jamal Murray. Again, going back to the playoffs last year, we know how good he played. I think this is one of the this is a season where he can show himself to be a superstar, very dependent player like he was in the playoffs last year. I want to see the one thing I want to see is that a lot of these guys, especially Jamal Murray and Tyler Hero, they played under the no crowd and the no fans thing. I want to see if they can repeat it when there's a little bit of fans out there, um, if when fans start coming back, because it's a very different atmosphere. Um, there's a lot of extra pressure. So, but if Jamal Murray continues to improve the way he did, um, he's been improving so far, he can definitely become like your number. Well, he's going to obviously be the number two guy when you're sitting right next to this guy. But, um, but he can definitely become, he can become another, like the Portland Trailblazers, basically, with two guys on there. And my number one, this is a man that we're going to watch till he retires. It's a man we're going to keep. He's going to stay in our mouths. Our mouths. He's going to be living rent free in our heads until he retires, um, LeVon James. I think for LeVon, this is, he doesn't, again, like Jude said, he doesn't really have anything else to prove to us that he's a great player. But at the same time, he has, he still has something to show. The reason is, Last year, we played in a year where the number two best player in the league was not playing. We played in a year where Steph and Clay Thompson didn't play. There were so many superstars that didn't get to play. And this year, you know, he, yes, Lakers won. And they don't get me wrong, they absolutely deserved it. There was no, there was no team on their level. But you, we're coming back to a year where, like, Golden State is going to be a force to be reckoned with again. And then we're going to have the Brooklyn Nets from the East in a very weakened East, actually. Coming through, I can see them being the number one or number two seed coming out of there and potentially even facing whoever makes it from the West. So the thing now becomes where does Lakers stand up? Where does Lakers line up against these teams? Especially if Lakers are facing the Golden State Warriors in the second round. That's going to be fun to watch for sure. So that is my top five. LeBron would just need to show that, you know. Also, he said he's going to be sitting a lot of games out. So it'll be interesting to see which one he sits out this year. I think he's going to do... What Clay does, where he sits out, like, uh, not Clay does, um, what's his name? That Kawhi does, where he sits out a lot of the big games, you know, and that's going to be boring. So I want to see which games he chooses to sit out and which games he actually chooses to play. So I'm looking forward to all of that, just to seeing the drama that unfolds with him playing and with him not playing. But again, still the best player in the world to me. And y'all can argue that all you want. And yeah, he's better than Jordan. That's just it. Ooh. 
Ooh, it's getting a bit spicy in there, don't you think? But before we get to finish our final spots, we're going to take a short little break. Usually, podcasts would have sponsor spots like these. I don't, unfortunately. I just want to take this time to tell you guys to go get yourself a glass of water, yell at the clouds, or message your friends of the hot takes you've been hearing thus far. Or you can hop onto our IG account at BB Shop Quintet Podcast and email us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast at gmail.com for your comments, questions, for any updates or input. Now, we will see you in a few. All right, so uh, before I dive in to my list, just a couple comments for Andrew's list here. And thank you for sharing the list, by the way, Andrew. Yeah, I, I like your, I don't know if it was a homework pick that you chose Jamal Murray and Wiggins, but again, you're cemented the fact that you got to have some Canadians in there. So that's great. But also this might be a teaser for my list as well, but the three of us have LeBron at number one. <laughs> I, so I feel like you have to. You don't necessarily have to. Sid didn't have LeBron on his list he at all. So I feel like you should, out of respect. It's like, <laughs> out of respect. LeBron still wants his damn respect. Okay. Right? He's, he's <laughs> said it at the end of the freaking series. Like, I don't think he needed to do that. The whole Canadian thing was not was not intentional. No. I didn't realize it till today that I I had to Canadian. <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh, I was Sorry, like, there's I a there's a few uh, there's a few uh, Toronto and Kitchener boys there. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so diving to my list, at number five, we have Donovan Mitchell. The bubble, you can see, I, I, was, I was deciding between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. I decided to go with Donovan Mitchell because not only, there's a big question mark, Jamal Murray, on if this is going to be a repeat of what he does in the regular season, where in the playoffs he does really well, and in the regular season he just drops off with donovan mitchell you can see there's a there's an escalation in his improvements and the reason why i put him on here is because you know the whole basically a few months of the season of the past season was around the utah jazz with rudy gobert a big thing that you guys probably don't know is that rudy gobert it's his extension year this year so he can get an extension at the end of this season Donovan Mitchell is also qualified for an extension as well to go off his rookie extension. So there's two big boys getting their money. There's always, there's a storyline that's revolving around if they have really great chemistry or what pieces do they need to get to make it over the hump. Now there's also speculation that they're not going to keep the two. One has to go. And if Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is going to stay. So I want to see him progress also, but I also want to see what the team chemistry is going to be like and also how he's going to like react throughout the, the season. So that's my number five. My number four, LaMelo Ball. Just like Sid, and I'm not going to give this takeout yet because it's one of the questions for later, but I feel like LaMelo Ball has a bigger chance of being a bust than living up to his top three potential. We already seen Alonzo Ball. We already seen how LeVar Ball has hyped up his sons. LiAngelo is with the G League team, and he still hasn't made it in the roster yet. So 
we'll see. I mean, in my opinion, LaMelo has a bit higher ceiling than Lonzo does. He's a better player. He's a better scorer. And people also forget that LaMelo scored 92 points in a high school basketball game. So just putting it out there. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Number three, Paul George, or playoff P, or playoff piss, or pandemic P, whatever you want to call him. I think not just within correlation with GD's points with Kawhi, how that team's going to work out, how they were a disappointment with the two, you know, top two of 10, 15 arguably players in the league, you know, two-time MVP, finals MVP, two-time defensive player of the year in Kawhi. And you pair them up with the top five MVP candidate of the year previously and with OKC, you'd think some magic would happen, right? On paper, you'd think something would happen, but he didn't. You know, he didn't live up to it. And, yeah, he had some mental health problems. I'll give that to him. But, again, I don't think there's going to be a bubble situation this year. So you can't really put that onus – you can't use that as a excuse anymore. So this is going to be a year where we get to see if he's going to, you know, going to live up to his hype or not. Or, or is he going to, you know, dupe. And the second thing is also it's 2021. Offseason is coming up after the season. Both, their contra- both of them are going to their free agency. So depending on how he performs, Kawhi might stay or he might go. So it's one of these things where we have to see what happens with Paul George. And we got to see if he's a good second option or is he a third option on a championship team as well. That, that's a hot take for me. But number two, I almost put KD here, but I'm going to go with his counterpart, Kyrie Irving. This is a little bias, my point of view. I don't like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was on the Celtics. He trashed that team, Synergy. He trashed that team in general. But the reason why I put him on here is this. Last year, he called out his team just, just a month after making a, transferring to Brooklyn. He said, it's very apparent that we need pieces to bring us to the championship so he threw his bus on his threw his team under the bus and during this offseason right after steve nash got signed as a head coach he threw out a statement out there saying anyone could coach at any time yeah media took that and twisted it but also you can't be saying that shit like it, it'll be interesting to see if he can bring the success that he did with the Cavs as a second option for him, it could be arguable. I mean, the earth can be flat or round is arguable for him, let alone him being the first or second option. But you know what I mean? But the thing is, I want to see him if he could be like Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler had that, you know, that stigma or that label put on him that he's hard to work with or he's very competitive or, or is he just very competitive and you just need to surround him with the right cast and he could prove us all wrong. With that being said, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what he's going how he's going to do or how, what type of player he's going to turn into. And he's also almost turning 30. Like he's reaching his 30 soon. So, we'll see what happens there. And number 1, no surprise, LeBron James, King James, give me my respect, James. He's going to 18th season. He's going to be turning 37 this year. Well, sorry. Yeah, 38, 36 this year, I think. Yeah, 36 this year. I mean, he also, like, just what uh, the Andrew and Gita echoed, like, he, he's going to his, like, older stages now. 
you can see, you've seen what he did last season coming back from a bounce back injury season, but also with COVID hitting and also with no bubble and him declaring that he needs to take a month off. We'll see what he can do. We'll see how he plays with taking a backseat. We'll even see if he even takes a backseat or he takes a front seat. He always says, oh, this is Anthony Davis's team now. But then, ironically, he wins the NBA Finals. So I don't know what's going to happen. And also, I would like to see, as GJ said, I would like to see him play as much as possible. And he is still arguably the best player in the league when it's said and done right now, in the league right now. When he ends, let's see what he can accomplish. I'm just going to say MJ still has a throne right now. We'll leave it at that. And that's my list. So before we dive into the question section, is there any thoughts on anyone's list? Let's start off with Sid, I guess, because you started us off with your list. I think it's interesting that you guys all had LeBron on your list. I feel like the fact that you all had him on your list, it, it seems a bit like a pity, like kind of, kind of nod. I see, I see the point, you know, like enjoy it while it lasts. We're definitely, you know, all very lucky to kind of witness, you know, someone who's definitely going to end up on the Mount Rushmore of basketball playing in his prime, who's still playing in his prime. But I don't know, man, like, like it's it's such an easy answer to give, you know, like obviously you want to see what LeBron's going to do. Anything he does, like the league follows suit. Like I remember when Patrick Beverly was talking about the, the whole bubble situation, he, he was famously quoted as saying, literally the entire league will just do whatever LeBron does. LeBron wanted to go to the bubble. There was a bubble. Like if LeBron didn't want to do it, like there might not have been, been a bubble. Right. So I see the point, but uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's a little, a little too easy, but I, I respect, I respect that you guys put him on the list though. I guess to rebuttal that I'm a, I'm the biggest LeBron fan you'll ever meet, but I'm also objective. Secondly, I forgot to mention this on my, a point on my list as well is that, LeBron wanting to sit off and from what I'm hearing is that because they're trying to limit travel the schedule is going to be planned that the teams in each division are going to play more against each other so for example the Lakers the Clippers the Golden State Warriors Sacramento King and Phoenix Suns are going to play a lot in the Pacific Division versus playing in the East so with that being said it's going to be very contradictory and very interesting to see how what LeBron's going to be doing in terms of how is he going to sit out? What games is he going to decide to sit out? Just like what Andrew and Gide said, uh, echoed earlier, is because you can't be sitting those big games if you're going to be playing them 75% of the time. Yep. So, but yeah, I guess it is an easy answer, Sid. But yeah, That's give him his flowers when it's respected, right? So, and he is the most entertaining player in the league. And just like Giannis, just like KD, He's one of those players that have been shifting the power balance of the league mm-hmm. for the last decade or two, right? So, yep. I'm, I'm just like the whole KD situation. I think people don't realize KD has always been in good teams. Like he's never once been in a bad team with a bad team. So my only thought about KD is, okay, we know that most, most likely, more than likely, Brooklyn Nets will make it out of the East. That's just my, that's what I think with KD. And if it worked out the way it's supposed to work out, they'll most likely make it out of the East. But I still don't think they have what it takes to not get swept in the West. Or maybe because KD can give them a game or two. But I honestly see 
Brooklyn Nets just being another OKC, but an OKC in the East. I mean, that's just my own opinion. And I feel like an OKC in the East would would make it 90% of the time or like would make, well, like an OKC when he was in OKC. That's what I'm talking about. And also the whole thing with Kyrie Irving, I'm not really too sure how that's going to balance out. So we have a guy that basically has ruined almost everything he's been on with a guy that's like, has only gone to good teams or like that's only been in decent teams or like so definitely one of the best players in the league, if not the, right now. So it will be interesting to see how that dynamic works out. And I just want to see, I just don't think that they have what it takes to win the championship. So yeah. can I, can I clarify that? Is that the OKC with James Harden as well and Ibaka as well? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. The, the OKC that's a golden state to three, one and, and lost. Lost. Yes. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I, I agree with what Andrew's saying. I think it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see where they can get to, but it's also just as interesting to think about them failing as a team. I think honestly, like the biggest, the biggest like caveat for me is, um, is Kyrie. Like I, I personally have no faith in Kyrie as a, as a leader, one of the most yeah. talented players in the world, for sure. No mm-hmm. question about that. Unbelievable ball handling. Kobe did this, this series or he critiqued basketball players and how they, oh. you know, how they would perform on the court. And he did a se- you know, he did a segment on Kyrie and I love that segment because it, it just outlined how, how powerful Kyrie was on the floor because not, not just because he was a great player, but mostly because he could play with both hands. A lot of guys come into the league, they can only, they only play with their right hand. So they're limited in their shots. They're limited in the way they go to like half the court, but Kyrie can mm-hmm. do both. One of the most talented guys, I will always say that, but, you know, since he left Cleveland, he has not shown himself. He has not proven himself to be a good leader. He's, he's got like this, this like weird kind of Mamba mentality where like he gives it his all, but like he, he doesn't like really support like his teammates as much. So it's, Mm. I think that's just going to be the biggest thing. And also like, if he thinks that he should be the number one along with KD, it's not going to work. Like you need a clear number one. It's KD. Everyone knows it. Kyrie needs to know it too. So if he can show all of that, then I think they have a good shot. If the chemistry is right between him and KD, it's going to be good. If it's right with the entire team, it's going to be unbelievable. And I, I think, you know, you need a top-notch team to be able to stop the, the likes of KD and Kyrie together. But I agree. I think, you know, if Kyrie doesn't show that side, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think Andrew's right. Well, yeah, realistically, they can be the OKC with the the big three and Ibaka. And then the floor is a bust. They will be a bust. They will be the Clippers of this year. I can definitely see that as well. I can also see them winning the championship. But it's – they got to go through hurdles. And I don't think it's going to be this year either. So I agree with both of you. Like, it makes sense. Like, on it looks good on paper, but, like, is the Nets going to be the team that would be able to clench victory in a final match? Honestly, to be honest, I don't see them winning next year. But where I'm coming from as a new guy just into ball is it's exciting to see because I've seen highlights of KD playing and I know how lethal he is, how deadly he is. He's also fucking really good at fucking scoring and he's also, like, he's just a guy that has good ball play. Like, Sid mentioned and just him as an individual I actually want to see him bounce back and to be honest Nets might probably make it to like 
the Eastern like final, like they probably might make it to the Eastern final, but like, do I see them winning? Honestly, I don't think next year is the year for them to win, but it's just mm. exciting to see him play. Like I actually want to see him play like a regular season from start to finish. Cause like I said, I'm just getting into ball. I've heard great stuff about him and even some iffy stuff about him. Is he talented? Yes, he is. And it's just being able to see that and just see it in action and <laughs> just see how he might be able to play well with his best friend, apparently, cause him and Kyrie are supposedly like good friends. So maybe that might actually like, help them and everyone's like what the fuck they're actually like doing really well or nope even friends can't even work together on a team so just <laughs> exciting to see someone like like i said easy money sniper let let him come and snipe those shots and let's go i'm upset you chose what's his name over more but that's you know that's just about <laughs> it i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> I'm talking about Tony. You, Mitchell. <laughs> say so you, you, you chose Mitchell over Murray, but you know that's just you know just my own. We've we've seen it year after year where he's done really well in the playoffs, and then we're like, oh, is this the year where he levels up? Nope, just another fucking year. And Mitchell has been proving going up, like not not drastically, but he's going up gradually, right? And that's that's something you like to see in young players. You don't want to be questioning. Oh, is this guy your franchise guy? We already know Jokic is the franchise guy, but you need a, a scorer on that team. And Michael Porter Jr. isn't their second option. So they need Jamal Murray to consistently give it, you know, a 20, 25 per game, maybe six assists, maybe scoring 40, 45%, of, no, sorry, 45, 50% from the field. You can't have him shooting, you can't have him dropping 35 one night and four points the next, right? Like that's, like for someone like that, you can't, you know, you know what I mean, Andrew? So that's why like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just, you know, just a little petty here. Just <laughs> bias to us Canadians. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Nah, nah. I, I, I will agree. say though, I will say though, I do have a thought on, I would pick Jamal Murray over Andrew Wiggins as the face of Canada. Bro, um, hell yeah. That's so easy. For sure. The, right the reason now, why, yeah. Is, yeah. the reason why is this because, I do have a point on to to add to your Wiggins point because you said he wasn't trash, but I think he's trash. <laughs> the reason why is this. Wow. He wasn't number one draft picked. Yep. Correct. He's trash by those standards. Okay. Okay. Right? Uh, he's um I he's like he's on a bad team, but then at the same time, Devin Booker's on a bad team. True. Yeah, that's facts. That's complete facts. He's ba- he's basically become a role player. Yeah, he's basically become a role player in a team where he's supposed to be the number one guy, kind of thing. So he's basically relegating himself to be like um, a number three, four, or so number three scorer. He's not a number one. He's not a number two anymore. So I guess by your by those standards, where like you come in as a num- as number one draft pick, yeah, for sure. As like he's not a bust like Anthony Bennett. I'm not saying that. No, no. Or like no, a Markel Fultz, right? But he's not living up to yeah. that number one. St- draft pick like if he was drafted if you reordered that draft he'd probably be in your top 10 or even your top 15 or 20 like he's not going to be in your yeah yeah that's exactly yeah for sure yeah okay i agree but but that being said though i think i think i think part of the reason honestly that golden state picked andrew wiggins up was because they wanted i still believe that they wanted to round out wiggins for a potential I guess like trade for uh, for mm. for draft picks, 
And then I, I even think that they might have even tried to flip like a couple like top five draft picks. Um, I read this one time. It was a little bit crazy, but like I, I think people wanted them to get like a bunch of number like top five draft picks and like do like a sign and trade for Giannis or something like that. Yeah. But like I I think uh, I think Wiggins has definitely underperformed. You know, based on him being like a number one pick. He's so he, he's got like he's so athletic though. That's the thing, right? So like a lot of these guys, I think it just takes like a good while for them to like actually like shine. I don't think, you know, Wiggins is ever going to be like a superstar, but it's interesting you guys talk about this whole like Donovan Mitchell versus like Jamal Murray thing. I think like, I always think that like, there's this point in like a, in like a basketball player's career where you kind of have this like arc of like superstardom and like extreme performance Mm -hmm. that even if you can't maintain that level of performance, you will never dip back down to, to where you were, your baseline was before. So I think Jamal Murray, having gone through such an incredible playoff run, being so young and just like just dominating the floor on like both ends, multiple 50-point games in the playoffs, I don't think you, you really come back down from that. I think if anything, your, your average is just going to be between where you were and between how, how well you performed in the playoffs. So when he comes back, I definitely expect him to, to perform – on average, at least like 15 to 20 points a night, at least like on, on like bad days, I'm thinking like 15. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, though, I think it's a different situation. Like obviously like Donovan Mitchell does not Let me really just take, like... let me just touch my mic for a second here. Let me... <laughs> obviously Rudy Gobert does not have a ton of fans <laughs> like in, in Utah, but- <laughs> Or in the world. <laughs> or the world, bro. Like, just... Oh my God. <laughs> like, like, oh you, gosh! He he better have donated like a bunch of money to COVID research. Oh, like, <laughs> like, but yeah, no, I I think like that that Utah and the Denver series was was crazy, and I think honestly, the, I think the team that deserved to win won. It was super close though. Like like Conley like one oh, hair yeah. yep. to the left, and Conley yep. could have hit yep. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I I'm excited. I'm more excited to see Jamal Murray than I am Donovan Mitchell. I know Donovan's gonna be. A superstar. He's gonna he's gonna get his money. They'll probably push Gobert out and then bring somebody else in. I'm excited to see him play, but Jamal Murray, I think right now is is definitely a bit more exciting to watch than Donovan Mitchell, just because of like how much hype is you know surrounding him. It's sort of like a Zion situation. You want to see how he capitalizes. Yeah, but... he does. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. yeah. Okay, I have a question for you guys. So mm-hmm. at the end of the season, do you guys? What do you guys see? I know it's a very out of the way question, but do you see Yanis in it ended up? Yo, you think Raptors, he goes to Golden State? He's coming to the Raptors. No, you think he's going to the Raptors? <laughs> bro, he's definitely coming to the Raptors. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't see it happening. Why do you think that? Like Masai has been a very big help for Giannis, uh, Giannis's whole family, and trying to get his brothers into the states, trying to help them like make sure that they're all good. So they got a really close like family connection there. I think from like a like a pure package perspective, if you combine mm-hmm. Siakam yeah. and Giannis and you have a backcourt of Fred Van Vliet, you got a couple of young shooters too. Like, don't sleep on Matt Thomas, bro. Like, Matt Thomas is coming yo, up. Nah, yo, nah, yo, don't sleep on Matt I'm Thomas. I'm telling you, bro. This dude is coming up. No, but I'm just saying, like, we have a very strong team. Like, even like the young – like, all the young guys just do so well. You know, yeah, I, I want to say, like, one of my favorite young guys on the Raptors is probably Terrence Davis. You know, I don't know what's mm. going to happen now with his whole, like, domestic situation. Yeah, if it's true, I think we should yeah. cut him. That's a different topic, though. But I, I just think we have a lot to offer him. And we're just going to keep – we're going to keep him competitive. 
if he was on him on on the Raptors versus him on Milwaukee, like the Raptors are, are taking anybody to seven game, no matter yeah. what. I don't care if you have LeBron on the other side. I don't care if you have KD on the other side. We're taking you to seven games. And, yeah, he just can't do that in Milwaukee. So, if he stays in Milwaukee, it's purely because he wants his family to be there and he's, you know, the money's going to be phenomenal. But if he goes he goes anywhere else, like, he could go anywhere, right? Like, I think it'd be yeah. it'd be weird to see him uh, stay and, you know, take the, the money. But, like, at the end of the day, he can make money in L.A., endorsements. He can make money in New York. He can make money, you know, he can make money in Toronto. So, I think at the end of the day, if he picks, like, a team for performance and trying to win a championship, Toronto has a great shot. For sure. On that note, so you mentioned how, like, Giannis and Siakam, like, at the backcourt. My question now on that end is what happens? So what are the, what are our trade trips if we're trying to get Giannis? If Siakam stays, if Ben Vliet stays, like, so what are we trading in terms of, like, what are our options at that point? So we're not going to be really doing – are we doing – we're not doing a sign and trade, right? Like, it'd be – we kind of just have to underpay Van Vliet like we can't give Van Vliet a max. We have to get yeah. rid of Gasol. We need to keep Ibaka on like a Ibaka, veteran yeah. minimum contract in order to have the cap space for Giannis. But I think we're okay because Ananobi and Powell aren't coming up for another two years, I don't think. Yeah. So we have some time to figure out what the cap space is gonna look like. I was just think I was thinking that it would was gonna be a trade situation, but I guess not. I'm not too familiar with that. I thought it was going to be, like, where we have to trade some of our pieces to Milwaukee for us to get, like, Giannis or something. But maybe that's not the case. Well, it's, it's, just, it's just for, for you guys, for the Raptors, it's just what you guys are going to be doing on this offseason in terms of trading because uh, – like, signing, sorry, because Ibaka and Van Fleet, just what Sid said, like, their contracts are up. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's Van Vliet's decision, to be honest. Ibaka will, will take that step back because he's already had a long career. He's already gotten paid. Van Vliet, yep. on the other hand, yeah, like, this mm. is his only chance to get paid. No, I don't think so. I don't That's think this true. is his only chance. Yeah. I think I, so. I, uh, like, he's also, like, he's only 26, 25, 26. Like, he's one year older than, like, Siakam at most. I think he still has a chance to get a max contract. The only reason I don't think he's going to get max money right now is because he's not an all-star yet. And also the Raptors are, are trying to save for Giannis. Every team in the world is, is saving cap space for Giannis. Like, it, it is what it is, right? It's just like when Kawhi was a free agent. Every team wanted him, like, so they're going to clear cap space for him. But that being said, I think, I think Van Vliet would be smart to stay in Toronto, even if New York offered him a max, which I've heard as of late they're hesitant to do. Like, you know what happens to guys who take max contracts just to, like, get the money for like a crappy team, they end up leaving that team or they end up getting traded because at some point, if your team is doing like, like honestly, at some point, I, I would imagine if Arizona did not win eight games straight in the bubble, oh, Phoenix, people, yep. will be, people will be talking about moving Booker out to start a softer rebuild. Like yeah. I guarantee you that would be a conversation. And I've, I've, if Van Vliet goes to New York, like, New York, honestly, the Knicks ain't ever going to be shit. Don't tell me otherwise. They're never going to win a chip. I don't give a damn. As long as Jim Dolan is the owner of that team, they will be trash forever. Don't, don't act. I, I, I agree with that. I completely like, agree with that. You know, like, it's, it's never going to happen with James no, Dolan. No. So, if you go to New York, you go, like, unless you get drafted to New York and, like, you, you build, like, an unbelievable work ethic, I don't think New York is going to be a destination, even if he wants to get paid. 
He should stay, mm -hmm. take slightly less money, get a lot on his resume, become an all-star, and then in a couple of years, if he wants to leave, leave, get and then get paid more. You know what I mean? But yeah. leaving right now, I don't think is his best bet. I think with regards to the um, Giannis situation, sorry, I, I just think, I, I know this is going to be, I don't think he's going to end up in Toronto. I honestly, I think, I don't know how Golden State does these things, how they just kind of, they just know how to attract the superstars, but I feel like he'll be a very great fit. I know we're still talking about Draymond Green being there, but honestly, yeah. Draymond Green for me is like, he's the guy that like makes a lot of noise and like, he's, yeah, he goes as a team, but that's all he does. He makes a lot of noise. So I can definitely see Yanis coming into Golden State and taking basically that spot or playing a power forward. I'm not too sure exactly, but I, I can see Yanis going to Golden State. I don't see him going to the Lakers. I don't think that that's even good for him as well, just because of the pressure of the Lakers and just, just being in the Lakers uniform. I don't think that's something he himself would want to handle or he can really handle, just my own, own honest opinion. So I want I want him in the Raptors I do but again will he end up here mm, I don't know if Masai we trust him in Masai we trust in Masai we trust so let's you know <laughs> leave it at that yes sir Dide do you have any thoughts on Giannis and where he's gonna end up No but like it's like honestly good for that guy good kid is really talented and literally we've all been saying this he's about to change the team structure and dynamics of all these teams, like everyone is actually trying to make that cap space just for him. So it's really going to be interesting to see what team he ends up on. I honestly, I'm sorry, Raptors fan, to be realistic. <laughs> I I don't think he's going to come to the Raptors. Like, it's, it's not in Toronto, sorry, to bust your bubbles. But I want to see what team he makes it onto, to be honest. It's going to be interesting to see, man. I have a few reservations. <laughs> he's not he's not gonna make it to Toronto. No. <laughs> unless unless you dish out Siakam in that trade. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I think oh, you have to give up you don't, piece. Yeah. Bro, my why, thing why is why do we need to trade though? I don't get it. Like he's a free agent, right? Like so what is the are, are you guys saying like a sign and trade to convince Milwaukee to dump him? Here's the here's here's why. I have two points, right? One okay. Milwaukee is not dumb enough to let him walk away like that. <laughs> Secondly, they're going to want something in return. And Siakam, if he doesn't perform like he does, you rather just get rid of him to get Giannis because you got to equal out the, the salary cap. One, two, if you have C uh, Giannis and Siakam, and I've told Andrew and Gide this a few times, right? the one day we were on the beach and we discussed this, is that you're going to have two players who play exactly the same. Mm, yeah, true. I totally forgot about that point. Um, <laughs> right? I don't, really, I don't see that. But I also, also don't see both of them staying on, on the Raptors. That's just, I think what's going to happen is, whether or not Siakam performs, I can totally see Masai just being like, deuces. And if that's like what he needs to do to bring in Giannis, I think that Masai really wants him in Toronto. And we'll basically take away a few of our chips. Like I, 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 and especially because Siakam, the way he performed in the playoffs, whether or not he performs well in the regular season doesn't mean anything if he cannot perform in the playoffs. So, yep. so I don't see them, both of them playing on the same team. I would want them to, but I don't see them playing on the same team. 
Andrew, if I, if I may, um, I think to your point, I would say that, yes, Masai, like, if, if he can get Giannis and he needs to dish out, like, Siakam, the chances of him doing it are high. But I want to remind you guys, there was a – OKC was willing to send Russell Westbrook and Paul George to Toronto for a package centered around Siakam. It included Ananobi, but there was talks of this happening. And Masai said no because he wanted to keep Siakam in Toronto. Look, like at the end of the day, like Siakam's still young. He's only 25. He's he has a lot. He has a lot to prove. Obviously, you, you know, can he be that guy? Can he eclipse DeRozan? You know, eclipsing Kawhi, I don't think is really is is. It's it's unrealistic to say like you're gonna eclipse like a top three player in the world. Like yeah. it is what it is. But can he do better than uh, DeRozan did? Yes, because he actually shoots the three ball. You know what I mean? Like so. Oh. I, I think, I, I think he can, and it, and I think that's what that's like kind of what separates like him from like the likes of like a DeRozan, like a uh, like a true shooting guard, like like DeRozan. If DeRozan played in the '90s, he would have been like top five. I think like he's so good as like a as like a pure shooting guard. You know, it it just is what it is. But I think I think if you pair Giannis and Siakam, you need to have the right complements. You need to have an unbelievable point guard. You need to have snipers in your backcourt. Does, does Toronto have that right now? They sort of do in Lowry, Van Vliet, and a little bit of Matt Thomas. I think I can still see them playing together, but I, I see what you guys are saying. If, if, if it came down to like a, a trade situation, I don't think Masai would pass up the opportunity to get Giannis for Siakam, but you're going to have to get a lot of pieces. Also, like, like Siakam has his own like trade value. You know what I mean? Like you're not just saying, give me Siakam. I'm like, a bunch of first round picks for Giannis. No, you're saying to Milwaukee, okay, I'll give you Siakam. I want, I don't want Bledsoe. You keep Bledsoe, but I want <laughs> a lot of other pieces. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that, that in and of itself is a crazy trade like scenario. Cause like Siakam's like, I, as of right now, I think he's top 15 in the world. So he in, himself has like a lot to, to offer another team. Right. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. But I, I think uh, Andrew, you're right. Like if, if it came down to it, Masai would, would pick, you know, Giannis over Siakam. Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us on BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG. You can also email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns, or advice or tips. I would love to hear your comments on our top five. Make us your top five of the day. Okay, so moving on. Now we're going to a question section here. This time we're going to play a little fun game called Quick Five. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to list a rapid-fire question to each of you. Five questions, and you just got to go bam, 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 right? No pun intended. Oh, right off of your top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fine. This is fine. You're good. Don't worry. Just wait till the fucking last, last question. Sid's been through this shit already, so... I don't, I don't know if I like this. I, I don't feel like I'm going to like this, but... No, right. this is easy. This is just... This isn't anything... This isn't any gimmick yet. Don't worry. Sid knows I, when the gimmick comes, so... 
Um, but you're good. All right. So we'll start off. We'll start off with Sid. Yeah. So, because we have three different perspectives here, I want to hear the game, player, team, or moment that got you into starting to watch basketball. Yeah, it was the um, it was the Raptors taking the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron on there to two two in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2015 or 16. That's kind of when I, I really like started watching like basketball. My the main reason I started was because my brother watches it, but that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing. Okay. Number two, how long have you been following the game for? I mean, sorry, self explanatory. You said four three, four years now since twenty sixteen. Yeah. Your player. My player is not LeBron. <laughs> Yo, my player is Matt Thomas, bro. I love this guy. Really? Are you no yeah. no joke? No cap. I'm like low key capping, but like <laughs> off the top of my head, if I'm just gonna pick some, yeah, Matt Thomas, right? Like right in this instant, yeah, I'm picking Matt Thomas. And I'm assuming your team's the Raptors. That's easy. Okay. Yes, sir. Last question. It's a two parter. What player do you think will improve vastly this upcoming season, and what player do you think will drop dramatically? And you could dive a bit deeper into that. Okay, the person I think is going to improve the most this year. Hmm. Okay, if he's smart, it'll be Zion. Who's going to decline this year the most? That's tough to say, man. I, I, I want to say, I want to say Draymond because hmm. he has not been really the same since he won Defensive Player of the Year. I, I think he's past his prime at this point. So I. Really don't know where he's going to go, hmm. performance-wise. But, he, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders next year, so he might step it up. It's, it's kind of a toss there. All right. Well, that was your quick five. Thank you. Heading on to G-Day. What game player team or moment got you into starting your fandom? So this would be when the uh, bubble match started. This would be Mavericks and Denver. Like, I don't know. I just... I just, I just like that series. What player? Wait, Mavericks and Denver. Yeah, I think there was a game they played. You mean yeah. the Mavericks versus the Clippers? Yeah, it was the Clippers. Was it Clippers? You mean that Luca shot from like fucking like the buzzer beater that game? Let me, let me look it up. Let me look it up. Cause I don't think Mavericks versus no, because Clippers played Denver. Mm-hmm. I think you might have been thinking of the Luca game. Versus Clippers. Oh, yeah, this is because that was in January. Never mind, never mind. Yeah. Is it the one where Luca went to like almost overtime and Luca? Oh, yes, like yes, it? that was Clippers. My bad. That was Clippers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, was that was the game that got me in. And just just him having, was it five seconds at the court or three seconds and like timing it? And like timing it perfectly to actually have time releasing the ball. I'm like, wow. That's that's that that was a really that was a really good game. So it was that game got me fully into like ball and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the player player is hard. I don't I wanna say Kawhi, because like his hype for coming to Toronto and then Toronto losing the Rose and I'm like, what the fuck is everyone fucking talking about? Like why are people pissed? Like, okay, you lost so so, so- so Kawhi and all that got you started yeah, I, to actually like well, got your attention. 
attention because I'm like, why? Then there was like the Game of Thrones about fucking ball. Like, <laughs> you see that? I'm like, oh my god, like, what what is going on? And then they call him Cloud too. I'm like, is yeah. the Cloud? And then he doesn't laugh and so, like his name and like his persona like literally got because it got my attention because he was buzzing and then he came to Raptors and then that fucking triple ball bouncing around the rim before it goes mm, in last year against yeah. the Sixers. I'm like, okay, so I was like, why? Kind of like I, I've heard about Braun, like Braun MJ, but like just someone that actually got me to sit down and like, you know what, let's follow the game with the Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that you said Game of Thrones, man, I wish you were a fan <laughs> when Sid became a fan because Bleacher Report, one of these like media function, like media outlets for sports, they have this YouTube channel and basically for if you watch ball then you'd understand but i guess you could watch it now I but they have this that. adaptation with game of thrones crossover yeah. to nba called the game of zones yeah I saw Basically, that. they realign the storylines with the same storylines in the show itself so it's it was very entertaining so my third question is so i guess how long have you been following the game for i, I mean let's, let's i joked around with- and said yesterday but what when did you actually start so. so the bubble the bubble started in like August, but I think I honestly started watching games in like September, October. <laughs> Jesus Okay, Christ. so two months. Yeah, okay. Two months. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry you had to be a fan in this really weird year. But I mean the basketball was amazing. So I'm glad you got to see great. that. It was good, and I feel like maybe even just starting to be a fan this year actually might have helped me a little yep. bit more, actually. Now, this is a question that I've talked to you for a while now. Now, we're just going to put it out there because this is where you got cement it. No pressure, buddy. I have no your, team yet. Your team and your player. I have no team yet. <laughs> Choose one. Pick one. I, I just started watching this two months in. Like, I actually want to see every team play and understand like the team dynamics and then also understand like positions and whatnot like yes there's some teams i enjoy watching not gonna lie i like i did enjoy the miami team play no lie but then we've also seen the mav like maverick like Jokic, like that guy's a fucking monster like honestly i want i want to have the chance to see every team play and i just be like oh yeah I'm from Toronto, I'm Canadian, I have to choose the Raptors. Like, no hate to anyone that does that. Like, it's like, you have to give other people a chance. Like, I want to see everyone else play and be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just going to be a Raptors fan. Or uh... I could actually maybe like, like, the Grizzlies, like, the Grizzlies, like, Memphis. Like, you never know. Like, so I just want to see everyone play. So I don't have a team yet. And my player... Oh man, that's a tough question, Tony, especially for a new guy, because I don't want to say name out of the blue and be like, hell, you're a bandwagon. You're just saying. No, no. It's better to be, it's easier to be a fan of a player than a fan of a team. That's the thing. And we had this discussion before is that for new fans, if you're trying to get into a sport, if you're trying to be a fan of, you could be a fan of multiple players and that's okay. But if you're going to be a fan of, a team and you can attest to this Andrew because you watch multiple sports and said you've been a basketball fan for a few years now for example if you're a fan of Toronto Raptors and all of a sudden you're also a fan of like the Boston Celtics or you're a fan of Cleveland Cavaliers or Golden State Warriors you're gonna fucking get reamed 
Yeah. <laughs> or like boss, like like I'm a Boston Celtics fan, and I'm wearing a New York Yankees hat because I'm a Jay like Jay Z fan, and I got reamed by my buddy who's a Boston Celtics fan. <laughs> so it's like, so, bro, what are you doing? the same sport. <laughs> <laughs> but I still got reamed, right? So I mean, that's that's just that's yeah. how, that's how it is. So it's easier for you if you can't pick now. That's okay, but. I'm just putting it out there for you and I guess all the fans at home. If you're trying to get into a new sport, being a fan of a player, you'll get less ridiculed than choosing a team. So if you're choosing a team, be smart, be careful, and just like, and I, I'm, I'm glad you made the point that you just didn't jump on the Heat or jump on the Lakers or jump on the Raptors because Raptors is a homer pick, but you don't necessarily understand you're forced to. And if you're jumping on the Heat or Lakers, they just made it to the finals, and you get that fucking label of being a bandwagon fan. Exactly, exactly. For, like, player, I know people have players, but, like, I have, like, a few, and I feel like with, Name time, it off. with time, like, with time, I'll be able to be like, you know what? Even, like, I my, my player, my good player could probably be someone from back in the day. Like, I've watched interviews with, with like, Alan. Do you know Alan Iverson. Ray, uh, yeah, wait, no, Ray Allen. Oh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. That yeah. guy is so fucking humble, and it's, mm-hmm. it was a really good shooter back in the day. So I'm like, like, I feel compelled to actually put him as one of my, like, players that I like, but then I, I wasn't really able to see his game. I'm just that kind of person. Everything comes into play, like mm-hmm. the way you carry yourself, the way you play, mm-hmm. how you are to media. Like, I'm that kind of guy to choose a player. So, like, off the bat, Jamal Murray's amazing like he came clutch last series he knew he had to get shit done he got it done like Kawhi also carried torn on his back like he did really well braun like he doesn't need to fucking prove anything to anyone ad is a fucking monster like this guy mm-hmm. free throw fucking percentage like it's like nine out of ten is making that free throw like the yep. players who are like you said i do enjoy watching so like there's literally a list of them kd too i know I potentially would actually like him because I know he's he's he has talent, but then what the happened? Drama. Joining yeah. a super team, or you have staff, you have played there already. So I'm like, bro, like there's there's an array of like players. I'm sorry I couldn't give a straight answer to that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> At least you're being real, right? So Steve, yeah. you said something really quickly about the fan not being so because he was wearing a Yankees hat. So when you're a fan of multiple teams, especially when I, I think I've had this conversation with Tony. So oh. I ha- I hate the ball. Bo- I hate Boston, not because of like. <laughs> oh um, yes, we had this conversation. No, no, yeah, not because of like oh it, it's a Boston Celtics or Boston like it's just I just hate Boston just because I watch so many sports and they're always like a thorn on our flesh. Like it's just that's just it. So mm-hmm. that Yankees and Boston rivalry has always been there, especially with baseball. Yankees and yeah, Boston, the Red Sox, like they have that rivalry going on. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I I, I hate all Boston teams. The Yankees are okay. Uh, New York is okay, but all Boston teams are just off my. I don't even ever want to visit the the, the city. Nothing <laughs> of that. It's just it's just out. Yeah, no. And it's not just the baseball because it's like you're more of a baseball fan then, right? And there's probably- no, I'm I'm a, I'm no. It's not even just baseball. It's also the Bruins taking us out in like almost every NHL. Playoffs for the past, like, how they fit You know, there's just so many things that come into play when it comes to Boston. I just don't, yeah. Fair. And Andrew, (laughs) to respectfully uh, counter that, (laughs) I am not sorry 
for being a Boston Celtics fan. Not at all. I have 17 reasons why we're not sorry, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, to... Ajude, the last question. What what player do you think will improve vastly and what player do you think will drop dramatically just based on what you've seen this past? That is such a good question. And I think, honestly... Jokic, I think he's going to keep improving himself and like just the mm. good positivity everyone just been saying. I don't think I've heard anything bad from even these guys, like those guys on ESPN, the news commentators say about him. What if they talk about Jokic, they talk about how great he is, what potential he has, and what he even has to do to improve on himself. And I just feel like he's just that kind of guy that listens to what everyone is saying takes it to heart comes back next season and it's fucking gonna kill it like i actually think is is gonna be lethal moving on i think it's gonna do well the second part a player that will drop i don't want to say drop but i want to say my still low-key am i phrase that my still low-key remain mediocre <laughs> yep <laughs> go ahead shoot it honestly <laughs> Oh my god, I don't want to say this. Siakam? <laughs> yes, I think Siakam is <laughs> I think I think spicy P is still is, hey, this mild P. They're yeah. literally starting the next season December 22nd. Like, bro. It's, it it's okay, G. You just started watching basketball. You don't even know the players on the Celtics, so you would have said their names anyways, but like I see what you're saying. Wait, 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 wait. I got, oh. I got on the Celtics, what what you mean? What you mean? Like Kemba, Kemba Walker is like pretty good. Yeah, he did bad, but like he's still a good player. I can see him still doing decent. Like he did, but... he did pretty good, wasn't he? Also injured during the playoffs. Yeah, no, uh, kind of, kind he was, of, kind he was, of. was, was. I don't know. I just feel like Siakam is good, but he still has a lot more to develop. But I agree. In like three months, I don't. I still think it's gonna be mediocre. Maybe playoff. Maybe there's more time for him to like just snap. But I still think it's gonna be the same. To be honest, I don't know, bro. Like him, like <clears throat> him going from his first year on the Raptors to the second year when Kawhi got there. He hmm. he started games right, and he wasn't a starter the year before that. So I think that goes to show how much work can be done in one summer. But Granted, that's not always the case. They don't have a summer. They have like two months. Barely. Um, Barely. Yeah. It's, no, no. It's it's still like what, like three ish months, right? Like when when did the season end? For, for, for well, for the Heat and the Lakers, it ended what Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So Siakam's had like a good like three, four, maybe like weeks. Three months. On top. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of like. There's a lot of room for growth for sure. And like him being like, you know, like when you're the franchise guy now, you're expected to put in the extra work. Like, yes, like you're, you're getting paid because of what you do, but you're going to continue to get paid if you continue to improve. Right. So I think, I think when you get to that level, uh, when you get to like a LeBron KD, like Steph Giannis type of level, like you are expected to be excellent always. So that comes with like off season work. It comes with like, it comes with like, literally like the off season I think accounts for so much of like a player's development and like nobody really talks about it because like there's no media during like the summertime really no but that kind of improvement I think I think it'll go a long way like I see your point though Gita like he did choke a lot this playoff series I think 
I, I think he should have anticipated that like him being the guy now would lead to double teams and things like that. So that was an oversight on his part for sure. But it's, I think it's a, it's part of the learning experience. And I think, I think there's room for growth there. So, like but let me, let me list off some, some Celtics players that you can hate on. But, uh, where's the mute button? That's where's the mute button here. <laughs> no, please. Yo, Celtics, honestly, um, I, I got to give them the Celtics are so good. So young. I think they're, their growth potential is also crazy. Like Jason Tatum's only like, like 22, 23, something like that. Jalen Brown is also super young. They have a good like leader in Kemba who's not like too old yet. He's still only 30. Like they definitely do not have a bench though. They're not a deep team. They need to, to build on that because like by the end of like game seven with the Raptors, like the starting five, they were exhausted. Like that and that you can't, you can't win a championship off of that. Like you need, you need deeper, need deeper like teams but i gotta give it to them though man they, they balled out they're very young still have tons of room for growth like they'll be in the finals like in the next couple of years for sure for sure i i was gonna say like if they were actually if they faced miami with the team that faced the raptors they were gonna they would have mm-hmm. taken that series it's just they were so exhausted they were so tired and so but yeah i i will still not like them i love the players on the team just you know the team as a person boston celtics is just uh it's just it's just a no for me, but you know. So each his own. Okay. G Day, there's plenty of room on the Boston Celtics bandwagon here if you ever want to join. <laughs> G Day, I will never talk to you again if you do. Andrew still talks to me, so you're still good. Don't worry. See, you you brought up really, really good point. Like you're the face of the team, and then you know you have to put in the amount of work. But this is what I'm saying: time isn't on Siakam's side to be able to come, to be able to double down and come clutch and freaking start December 22nd and actually snap and be the star he needs to be. I'm just saying there's not that much time, and also Siakam is a little bit more timid, like. He doesn't like. He doesn't have that explosive like ball play and whatnot. I'm honestly, I'm Team Siakam, but I'm also being a realist. This I don't think is gonna improve that much this season. Like, he's not. But mm-hmm. I'm Team Siakam. But like, let's be real. I don't. I don't think so. You could be right. Yeah. Like, you never know what's going on. I agree. Like, I haven't really seen like that killer. That killer mentality. Which, which to be fair. A lot of players don't have that. A lot, a lot of great, of great don't players have don't have that. Like, like a perfect example is uh, is Kawhi. Like, you never see him get like moody or, or temperamental. Yet he's still one of the best players, arguably, if healthy, the best player in the world. I think you can make an argument for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you necessarily always need that. And yeah, like time's not on his side. A lot of things aren't on his side. Like I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say that. I was also like very, very critical of his playoff performance. You know, I think he should have expected a lot more from him. I think he should have expected a lot more from his competition. Like playoffs are, are, are a completely different game than the regular season. Like players who don't turn out at all, suddenly they're they've arrived. You know what I mean? Like like TJ like TJ Warren. Like the only time I ever saw this dude in the media was when he had when he almost fought Jimmy Butler in that one game. That's the only oh, time I've ever, yeah. ever heard his name. owned his ass all through the playoffs. Yeah. You know owned what I mean? Like, his ass. <laughs> oh, my exactly. gosh. All of them funny. All through this whole series, the playoffs, Butler owned him. Mm-hmm. Owned him completely. But TJ had, like, a stretch of games earlier in the bubble where he was, like, the player of the week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there was so much. He had more coverage that week than his, like, entire career, I swear to God. 
But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could come out of, like, left field and just be a performer. And Siakam should have expected that. Last year, I think part of the reason he did very well is because he had so much room for growth when people were double-teaming Kawhi. If Gasol was on the floor, and sometimes they had Gasol and Ibaka on the floor, there was just walls of people in front of him. Kawhi was taking a ton of, like, load off of him. So he had a great opportunity to evolve and, like, dominate in his own way this season you know that kind of like easy streak came to an end which is why I think you know he didn't perform as well in the playoffs but that being said it's it's a lesson learned he's still super young I think he's I think he'll blow up I really do yeah he can not just this season sorry Mm -hmm. that's what I meant (laughs) Mm -hmm. thank you for your quick five G-Day all right so Andrew I'm gonna list out your quick five here and you just go off the bat and tell me, quick time, what your answers are. And then your last one, you could dive into it a bit deeper. So okay. your first question, how long, have, how long have you been following the game for? I've been following for a little bit. I want to say more than five, six years. I've only really started concentrating on it like around four years ago. One of those years when we started getting destroyed by the Cavaliers, you know, one of those years, like Dana said, I swear, like, each Toronto team have their nemesis, like, in NHL is the Bruins, in freaking MLB, it's anyone, Yankees or Tampa Bay, it's just, we, we, we need help. I started following really intently there, mostly because of Easy. Easy has been, yeah, he's, he's been watching this game for how long, and he got me into it, really. So, yeah, I started watching the game because of that. So, Andrew, because you started watching five, six years ago, what, what re- I guess easy got you into it, but what was the moment or the game that really got you, like, that got your attention? Okay. I want to say, okay, so this is a game I watched. I don't know if it's the, it got my attention into basketball, was when Kobe put up 81-something, 81, 81 points. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember watching that game, and each time I I don't think we even realized how bad it was until it was another game when the stats came up, but it was like he put up eighty one points, but it was just disgusting. I did watch that one, and I watched I watched a lot of Steve Nash games, so I was really a big fan of him back then. But I never during the time when it was with the Pistons, when the Pistons were like a team to be reckoned with. When uh, so the Big Ben, the Big Ben, ben. Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton team, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I watched a little bit then, and then I started. Then I that was back in Nigeria, and then we came here, and I guess mostly 2017 is when I really started watching it. So, mm. yeah. Your team and your player. Your team's okay. Raptors, of course. Yeah, of course. Your player. My player, I don't know why no one has said this, but Stephen Curry. Might be a bandwagon, but I just, I just love how he changed a lot of like what we know as a three-point line now. Three-point line is not like he basically introduced the three-point ball in my opinion one of the first players so like you know he changed the game in terms of like every team needed to have that player many players that could shoot from the three-point line and shoot from as far back as possible so I think Stephen Curry is for sure my number one. Um, so, okay. I love LeBron don't get me wrong but Stephen Curry is up there for me. So quick follow-up question for that then. How torn were you when the when it was Steph versus the Raptors in the finals two years ago? Okay, so if you so last my year, brother yeah. and I we follow the same. Easy and I we follow the same teams, 
for the most part. So during that series, it was a painful series for the both of us, just because we both love Steph Curry and we both love the Raptors. So, but obviously I'm going to go stick with my Raptors, but yeah, I absolutely adore um, watching Steph Curry. Play. I think everyone could echo the same. I think he's a very captivating player. So, and the final question in this quick five is a player you think will improve vastly next season and a player that you think will drop dramatically. Okay. For the vastly one, I don't know if he's going to improve vastly, but he's just been on the up and up. Look at Doncic. He's been someone that has been, since he came to the league, has been a very consistent force. And he just seems to be getting better. And it's crazy how, like, much this guy, you know, how good this guy is. So I think he's just going to keep getting better. I'm going to get a lot of hate for the guy that I think is going to be on a decline. Just because, but I've never had any love for him in the first place, so I don't really care. I've never really liked Westbrook. Um, so Westbrook <laughs> is my guy that I think, you know, he he's just getting worse and worse every year. My, my, like, his shooting is just, oh my gosh, it's pathetic at this point. Whatever, I think he just, he just needs to, and he can't drive as much anymore because he doesn't have that explosive power as much. Um, he's still explosive, don't get me wrong, but he's not not as explosive as he was when during those times. So I don't know what else is he bringing to a team at this point. I don't know, but we'll see. But I think he's going to be on a decline and can just keep declining until he's out of the NBA. Jeez. But yeah. <clears throat> wow. That's a uh, guy, eh? That's, uh, at uh, Brody. Is that his handle? I want to I wanna tag him into this. So. Oh, God. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Um, no, I, I didn't know I've never had any love for this guy I think he's he's a he's a very aggressive player but at the same time he's just I like you know, that Joe I, I love Westbrook like no. I don't know I like him no I, yo I, I say I think Andrew's completely right man like Westbrook has been he has not been like as dominant since KD left like let's be honest like he hasn't gotten out of the first round you know by himself at least He's going he's gonna to start declining. He's such a physical player. Like, he doesn't have a shot. He never really developed it. If he had a shot, honestly, he could be one – he could be, like – he could be competing with LeBron for best in the league because he's so athletic. He's an incredible – he's an incredible playmaker. You, you just can't shoot, you know? I think for, for having been in the league this long, like, if you can't – like, you should have been able to develop a shot by now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you got to keep adding to your arsenal, right? Like, which is – which is what KD did. Like, like – like think about it. Like KD couldn't, KD couldn't really like post up when he was like younger in the league. But then when he started like playing with his left hand, he could go right and go left. He could shoot the three. That's when he really got you know to be like a force. And I remember Kobe saying the same thing. Like guarding KD early on was was fairly easy. But then when he started moving to the left, you know, taking like step back threes, fadeaways, like he became so much more difficult to you know to guard. But Westbrook yeah. has never really developed, like, that edge, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. To me, he's just a stat paddler, um, especially that year when he um, averaged a triple-double. I think there were so many games where it was very visible, where he just basically, he would push his team out, his teammate out for a rebound just because mm-hmm. he needed to get that 10th rebound. And that, to me, is just not a player that I, I want on my team. Like, I get it. I get the whole idea. Like, he's, you want to be as dominating. You want to, like, you know, get all the stats on the wall. But, you know. What else are you giving to your team? That's my question. Except from those stats, what are, what is those stats representing? And to me, those stats were not representing what it should have been. You cannot get 45, 15, 45, 10, 
12 and your team still loses like that's stupid that makes no sense <laughs> and to do that on a consistent basis that to me is just not a player i appreciate or want on my team so cool well thank you for your quick five andrew we're gonna dive into my quick five really quickly <laughs> um, it's pretty easy how long have i been a fan for 2001 was my first year i started it started getting my attention 2003 is when i actually started watching it the moment that got my attention was game two after game one of the nba finals in 2001 where Allen iverson crossed tyron lu and stepped over him in the in the Ooh. finals versus the lakers that pivotal iconic you know the step over that got my attention because it was on tv it was just everywhere and i was like whoa why is everyone yelling so i started watching the next game and i was like this Six foot guy compared to Shaq, who's seven foot three. It's a David Goliath moment, and he's scoring buckets on this guy. And if you yep. put AI, if you put AI into today's game, I think he would flourish. Like it's ridiculous because that yep. guy would throw himself into the paint and would just throw his body with no regard. Like, and he'll just drop buckets on your ass. Now the player that actually got me to actually watch and become a fan of it was LeBron in 2003 when he got drafted but i didn't watch it until 2004 because i had to i didn't really get the hype until all my friends in school were like yo did you see this kid lebron and i'm like oh who's this lebron kid and and they're like oh he's supposed to be the next michael jordan you kind of are like okay michael jordan's a household <laughs> name so who's this kid that's supposed to be the next michael jordan so i watched him and man Year after year, he just never seems to disappoint. And except for that, you know, I'm going to take my talent to South Beach. I'm not going to just go win one, mm. two, three. That irked me a bit. But besides the point, that's the player that got me into it. My team, the Boston Celtics, you heard us plenty of times already throughout many podcasts, <laughs> which is a pain for me to say. And this is to all Raptors fans. I am sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm a Celtics fan. And for my player, I'm not sorry either. And this really <laughs> tore me this year because they won the championship and they tied with my Boston Celtics. LeBron James is my favorite player of all time. Objectively, when we go into the GOAT discussion, I'd say MJ. Right For yeah. right now, he's still king until LeBron finishes his career and then we could compare and see. My next question, what, what player do I think will improve vastly or, and what player do I think will drop dramatically? Improve vastly, I was going to toss out Luca, but I had another player in mind. Two players, actually. John Morant, I think he's going to drop 25 points next year. I think he's going to be the cornerstone. I think he's NBA ready. I think he's good. If injuries don't stop him, I think he's going to be an all-star next year. I think he's going to be NBA like all NBA team material in the next two or three years. Another player that will improve vastly is Jalen Brown. I think he's going to take the next step again. In retrospect, the reason why I think that is because I think Gordon Hayward's going to be traded or he's going to take a step back, which is which segues into which player would drop dramatically. I think Gordon Hayward's is a bit overrated now. I don't think he fits that team anymore. He's a great playmaker. Yeah. He'll get you the shots. But I think they need to trade him away for assets, just like 
um, what Andrew or Sid said. They need depth. They need a big. We can't win without with someone like Tyus or someone like Cantor. We need an Al Horford back or just, you know, a big that's What's actually... What's the um, bald-headed guy? What's his name? The tall, the very tall guy in Boston itself. Oh, Taco Fall? Are oh, you yeah. sure you don't want yeah. Taco Fall? No, 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 no. He's a gimmick. He right. puts he puts, he puts puts seats and he puts out, like, Taco Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. But you know what I mean? Like, I still... I know. I still don't put faith in him just because he's seven foot six and he's really raw. So I still have to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my improved vastly and drop dramatically player. I guess another drop dramatically player for me is Ben Simmons. Um, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Uh, we give him bro. so many reasons already. This year, he's done, oh, he's got an injury. This year, oh, he's rookie of the year. Next year, he does the exact same shit. How many years is he not going to improve? He's just yep. going to be sitting on 16, 7, and 7. Yes, yep. I get it. He'll get your triple doubles. And great that he was an all-defensive team this year. Kudos but to that's him. that's not declining, though. If he's staying the same, it's not declining. But next year, he has a chance to decline. Because the reason is this. He's in a whole new system with a whole different coach. And who knows where he's going to go. If he gets shipped out in a trade for James Harden and he plays alongside Russell Westbrook, good luck. He's declining. Yeah, that right. doesn't sound good. <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't agree. Well, if, well, if you're on the table with Russell Westbrook, it, it's already it's already trash anyway. So it's you, not you basically anywhere. you basically got two players who can't do sh- who do the same thing. But they can't shoot. They they're walking triple double. They play aggressive defense, sure, but they're just different heights. That's all it is. That's that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so those are my picks. So Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more, especially with like the whole Ben Simmons point, man. Like I I hate Ben Simmons so much. Like I think he has so like for you to have so much potential for people for people to think like you're the second coming of LeBron, but have like no interest in developing your shot and like kind of like leaning towards this whole like, yeah, I'm gonna be like a power forward for the rest of my life type of like mentality. Like, dude, like I don't care how good you are. Like, I don't care if you're, like, you could be, like, like MJ's clone. If you're not trying to improve when you're young and in the league, like, get out. Like, I, I could not give a fuck. And, honestly, I'll say the same thing about Embiid. I think he's overhyped. Yes. I, think, I don't think Embiid he Embiid is completely overhyped. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, you, you said he's not completely overhyped? He's, he's definitely overhyped. Okay. He's completely yeah, yeah. overhyped. Yeah. Absolutely. Bro, yeah. I, I remember him like him like tweeting during like the playoffs. He's like, "Man, like I gotta I gotta do this. I gotta put my team on my back right now." And they got swept. Like, like you know, like and I and I remember I remember back when like trade dead like back in like February like during the trade deadline. He tweeted. He was like, "What's happening? Like, what's going on?" And like I at the time I was like, "This is like the funniest tweet I've ever like I've ever read." But even even like Embiid, bro, like he's. Clearly, there's there's a chemistry issue in in Philadelphia. Like, I and, and maybe not like relationship wise, but like to to fit two players who both cannot really shoot. You know, like you can't build a, a franchise off of like non shooters. You just can't. Like Steph Curry has changed all of that. Like you need some shooters, or you need to develop a shot. And Le- one one of I think like LeBron's like greatest accomplishments was developing a consistent three point shot. Like. Nobody really talks about it, but, like, LeBron can pull up from, like, 
from oh yeah well well beyond the arc now like he's pulled up from like he's he's pulled up from like the nba logo like i thought i was looking at like dame lillard play a game one time but like yeah for for, for ben simmons there's no excuse so you're super young you should develop every aspect of your game this is the time to do it like i he's 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 trash but i don't fuck with him at all for the philly points i do agree um, but I think there's a difference between Embiid and Simmons not sh- able to shoot versus Simmons not wanting to shoot. Simmons does not shoot. He does not want to shoot at all. Oh, wow. If he shot, he could start, you know, improving. Yeah, sure. You can do, you can record all that shit on IG and put it on there. Oh, I'm shooting 10 threes from the fucking baseline or from the corner. Doesn't matter when you're in a game high pressure with a guy face a hand in your face. You know what I mean? That's the difference. Embiid is different. Embiid, he can't shoot. He thinks he can shoot, but technically his game should be in the post or the mid range. But he always wants to shoot. Simmons do does not want to shoot. It's a whole it's a whole mindset of them thinking that oh I'm just gonna play I'm just gonna play how I feel and you better fucking be compatible with me. I'm not changing my style at all. Yep. And that's never going to work. One of them is going to leave or want or or is going to get traded regardless, right? No, no, no. I just feel like whenever you watch the Phillies play, it just feels a little – maybe it's just me, but it feels a little awkward. It feels like, forced. They're, they're, it, it feels very coarse. It feels like very – I don't know. I don't enjoy their games at all. I don't enjoy watching them play it just because it just doesn't feel like – it's not entertaining. There's no flair. There's no not flair. There's no, I, the chemistry is not really there. Like it's just awkward. I don't know. Maybe it's just, <laughs> like I just can't watch it. It's just no. If if I was Philadelphia, I would consider after this season, if they don't make it, you know, very far in the playoffs at all, I would seriously. When they don't make it very far in the playoffs, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would consider like like a like a hard rebuild like get as much value as you can while you can convince people that you know Embiid and Simmons can still be like you know champions one day like get as much trade value as you can right now out of them like send send um you know S- Simmons would do very well next to like like a like a crazy shooter like I would like to see him and Devin Booker play I'd like to see what that would look like you know and also I was just gonna say if if I really think about it Devin Booker is probably my player like Matt Thomas was just like a like a fleeting fleeting moment type of thing, but yeah, um, yeah man, like I, I I don't see Embiid and Simmons doing val- doing like very well in in Philly. The whole Philly team is is a bit of a mess right now. I really don't even know why they got rid of JJ Redick. To be honest, like dude was a sniper, right. you know. So, but yeah, perfect. Okay, so we're gonna dive into one last question here before we go into a buzz cut light round. Hey y'all, as you heard, sadly, I do not have any sponsors, but I do have very amazing and talented friends and apps. I'd like to give a few quick shout outs and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check out my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's at A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-N. S-I-G-N, for your creative and artsy needs. 
Now for my banger of a intro and outro, I gotta shout the musical mastermind at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N for all of your music production needs. And two apps y'all need to try out. Canva, where I created some of my social media content and promo from. And GroovePad, for the sick West Coast style transitions you heard right before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Well, go check them out and we'll be right back. Uh, usually every outlet has their predictions there. Who's going to win this award? Who's going to go into that spot? Or who's going to make it into this standing? Who's going to win the championship? Trade, you know, trade rumors and all that. Give me your boldest prediction. So it could be the most wildest thing. Just give me your boldest prediction of what you think next season is going to happen. Fuck. Hmm. <laughs> Jeez. If you want, I can kick it off. Yeah, okay. you start, you start, you start. Sure. All right. So, and I don't want to dive too deep into this. LaMelo Ball would drop all the way to seventh or eighth pick. What? You're definitely capping there. Like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Let me break it down to you. If he doesn't get drafted by the Timberwolves, he's gone. Because they don't need another point guard. They have D'Angelo Russell. Golden State Warriors, you got Steph, you got Clay, you got, what's his name, Wiggins. You're loaded backcourt. Hornets. No Golden State Warriors? No Golden State Warriors. Hornets are number three. They want a big. They want Wiseman. They won't get Wiseman. Wiseman we'll will go number. I okay, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. We'll, see. we'll see. But they got backcourt too. Rosier and Devontae Graham. Bro, Terry right. Rosier is also like a cap. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna have Lamella Ball and Ro- and Devontae Graham as your two guards, right? So unless they get rid of Rosier. Number four, oh, Chicago Bulls. You have this whole conundrum right now with Kobe White and Zach Levine playing exact same things. LaMelo, very similar. You have an okay backup in Thomas Sadaransky. Number five, you have Sexton and you have Garland. Scoring guards, you don't need another fucking scoring or distributor. I think they need to work those two out, and they're still really young. Number six, you got Trey Young. Trey Young's not going to be your – he's not going to be an off guard. He's already made that clear. He wants to handle the ball. Goes to my number seven, Detroit. They're going to need a guard. <laughs> That's my boldest prediction. So. Okay. I, I, will, I will say I disagree for only one reason, and that is even if a team does not want LaMelo, I, I can easily see a top, like, two, three seed team or, you know, uh, like draft team, select him for the sole purpose of trading him. Oh yeah. Um, no, to, I can see to that. that. To a team that wants like a, like a young, like proven like point guard. I, I, I don't know. There's just, there's just so much hype around this guy. Like, again, it's sort of like a Zion situation. Like the Pelicans are like raking in money just because they have Zion on their, on their roster. You know what I mean? Like, so for like a non-market team, I, I, 
I don't see them like passing up an opportunity to put like you know to sell more tickets with Lamelo. Even even if like they don't want to keep him long term or, or whatever, like I highly I I just don't see him like going that far down in the in the draft picks. Tony, That's I was gonna saying. say I was gonna say like I don't see him going that far down. But honestly, your point honestly makes sense not gonna lie because you broke it down really well like with the team structure like who they need like it makes sense honestly and thank you for doing that because you also helped visualize me like plays on the court with like ball position and whatnot but mm-hmm. honestly i don't i don't think he's gonna drop that far down to like eight i don't i don't think okay. so how much time do we have okay so my only thing is like it's not happening sorry tony I just feel with, just as exactly like Sid said, even if they don't want him, even if they don't need him, I still think this guy has been known. He's been the most talented of the of the ball family for since he was like 14 or like mm-hmm. whenever that was. Like he was known, you know. So I, I like he, and he he went to play abroad, right? Or did he? I think he did. Yeah, he played abroad twice. Yeah, he played abroad. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see here. He has a bit of experience. So I I still see him getting drafted top three and yeah i don't see him going even below top three but your points are definitely valid yeah, um yeah. so i'm not devaluing your points i'm just what could happen that, too. even if you don't want him you will take him just for the, the trade value like, yeah again that's why i said bonus prediction that's just a yeah. wild out out the window but don't be surprised if i did not say that he's not he's gonna drop that low because i feel like gut feeling wise he's no one knows who's the first draft overall draft pick. No mm-hmm. one fucking knows. So don't be surprised if that's going to happen. You heard it here first. <laughs> don't be surprised. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure you would hit my Instagram messages if he gets, if he goes down to eight. So <laughs> I, um, oh, I said seven. I said seven. No. Oh, seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I will see it for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. When is the thing? When is the, um, the selection Time. again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we, we will go tonight. Oh, 18th. oh the, the, the draft, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the draft. The draft is the 15th. The 15th now? I swear I thought it was the 18th. No? No, it's the 15th. Okay. Yeah. I will be watching just for this comment, Tony. Yeah. This. Don't be surprised if he drops out of the three, especially. Like you guys said, he's dropping out of the three for sure. That's all I'm saying. So do you guys have any uh, uh, bold prediction at all? Okay, yeah. my bold yeah. prediction would be the Nets end up in fifth place. So not even top four in the East, fifth place. Mm. So who's my your four? Thing. Who's your four? Who's I'm your four then? Christ. Uh, okay, I don't know about my four. You put yourself okay, so in that I'm, position, I'm gonna bro. Put, I'm going to probably, I'm obviously going to put the Bucks, the Yank. Um, I said, yeah, I was about to say Yank. Oh, gosh. The Bucks, um, Raptors. He didn't mean the Knicks. So, you know, the Yankees are literally running, they're living in my head right free. That's how, okay, whatever. The the Bucks, the Raptors, who else can I even put? I don't want to put Philadelphia in there, but you know what? Let's just throw them in the mix and in fourth place in Boston. You know, so, wow. but let's see Boston top three for sure. Oh, Miami too can also be top, top three, top four. So if we move Philadelphia, put Miami there. And put the Nets in fifth place. The reason for that is, except from yes, they they had a team that made it to the playoffs even without Durant and and Irving. But the the thing still stands without Durant and Irving. What team do they have? Like 
those are the main pieces for sure. But what is their sizes? I know they have Dinwiddie, they have a few other players, but it depends on how much they can mesh together with these players. Mm-hmm. That would determine how far they will go. Any team with Durant is definitely a contender, regardless of who else is on the team. We also have to see them from a defensive standpoint. Like Durant is not the best defender. We have a few other players that are not really that great in defense. And uh, Sid, do you have any thoughts on what Andrew just said there with the, the Nets being the fifth spot? Mm, you know what? Because I, um, I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it, you know, like to be, to be completely honest, I can see it, like, they they have like you know in in KD and Kyrie they got like a proven like you know duo but or the you know, two proven individuals but the rest of the guys they've done great so far in developing as young players but you know they got swept in the playoffs just now they, there's there's a lot of work that they need to do and it all also comes down to like chemistry at the end of the day like and I'm looking again at, at Kyrie like like I said earlier it all kind of comes down to how humble he is and and how well this entire team can drive together. And, like, you know, I'll be fair. Like, it's not all about Kyrie. Like, KD has to, you know, incorporate himself well into the team, too. A lot of work that they need to get done. And, you know, KD is coming back from, a like, a catas- like like a super yeah. serious injury, right? So, if they don't perform this year, I, 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 can, I can see it happen. I, I really could. And... And I, and I think, you know, there's just there's just so much pressure on, on this team to make it to the finals simply because they have, like, a KD and a Kyrie. If it was just Kyrie, I, I don't think they'd be, you know, they would have any, you know, expectations of making it to the finals. They would mm. always just say, like, you know, this is, like, it's just a year for them to kind of figure things out, blah, blah. But because you have KD, that's not necessarily the case anymore. So, yeah, I, I could see it happen for sure. Yeah, my opinion on that is... It's not really a bold prediction when you look at it either. I agree with uh, Sid and I agree with you, Andrew. It's not really a bold prediction because there's a couple factors too that actually Sid just met, mentioned one of them. I want to piggyback off of that. Look at the Clippers. You put them on paper, you thought they were going to win. Yep. Yep. Right? So that expectation is riding on the shoulders. On top of that though, if this is any other year, that was in the West. This is in the East. If this was any other year that wasn't a COVID hit strong year and they didn't have to do things differently, that would have been a bold prediction. But because how what I'm hearing in the grapevines is that because they're trying to limit travel, like I mentioned earlier, they're going to have to play more of the games in the same region. So basically in the Atlantic division, they're going to have to be playing the Knicks, which is easy for them. Like Easy, that's yeah. that's a crapshoot. The 76ers could be a toss-up depending on the night. Yeah. Good luck winning against the Celtics and Raptors 75% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. So with that being said, it's not an easy division. So they can be fourth or fifth, even sixth, possibly. They might not even improve. So that's not a bold prediction, in my opinion. So yeah. I have to I have to agree with both of you guys there. So yeah. I think also like I think also like a lot of people forget like Kyrie's had a lot of surgeries like oh yeah I, he's not like I don't I know it doesn't really seem like it but he's he can't be the same person he used to be like after so many surgeries you know what I mean so well and he's reaching thirty two and also people don't realize that last season yeah he dropped that fifty point game with with the Nets in his like debut with them but then after a month of playing he had 
season ending injury mm-hmm. like yeah it might seem like it's been a while ago but it's only last year so who knows where he is we don't know how his injuries progress we don't know if he's coming back true true Max. well he's in a seat's not he's not starting this season is that what you're saying or what do you mean sorry Oh, no, you were saying that you don't know how far his injuries progress. Are you saying that he's not going to... Yeah, because, because we hear all this, like, news of how KD's injury's been progressing, right? Like, how yeah, he's yeah, yeah. been okay. doing, like, how he's been improving. Yeah, yeah. We don't know where Kyrie is. Yeah. Right? So, if Kyrie's not doing that, you, you have Karis LeVert and Dinwiddie. Yeah. So, that also... And as a result, could improve their stats, but based on talent-wise, it drops it, yeah. in my opinion. So, but yeah, that's not a bold prediction at all. So, but that's a that's a good prediction, though. I will say that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Next year final, Lakers versus Miami part two. Ooh. I'm just calling it right now. Why? Why do you say that? First of all, Braun, that could potentially be his motherfucking last year. We don't know what's going on. No, it's not. Uh, it's no, not, it's but not. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Lakers, you have Braun and AD. You can't just fucking leave us like that and not try and fight to come and two-pit this on your way to potentially three-pit. And then you have my boy Jimmy Butler on Miami who wants to fucking win. And he had a fucking taste of the final. And you had two fucking amazing games where he fucking snapped and gave you two fucking good triple-double. And then you have Pat Riley, who is the president of Miami Heat, who will make whatever he wants work. I'm just saying this potentially could be a Lakers versus Miami part two. And let's start with the East. You guys just broke it down for me. The Nets are basically going to be good on paper, but in, in reality, they're probably not that good, right? Because you have injuries, and it's really hard to bounce back from injury. And then who do we have? We have Boston Celtics. Yes, they are a small, young guy. And so listen, baby. Who are up and coming. Yeah, we're up uh, and coming. But you just said you need another guy. You need another piece to that team maybe someone bigger. And honestly, Celtics are going to be a good team. But is it next year? No, they're not, they're not going to be that team to win next year. I'm sorry. This I'm going gonna, gonna, to stop you there for two seconds. This, I'm going to stop you there for two seconds. <laughs> I hate Boston Celtics. But there is no way in hell Boston, uh, healthy Boston Celtics meets the Miami Heat and Miami Heat beats Boston. There well, is absolutely no way. I said that earlier. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. A healthy Boston Celtic team, like that, that was not exhausted playing the Miami Heat team. Boston takes that that series anytime, any day. So, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put it. I do not like Boston. So me saying this is saying a lot. Like just my. <laughs> um, yeah. It makes sense. It makes. It sense. hurts me to say this. <laughs> so the the okay. only the only stuff I'm nervous about is honestly not gonna lie. Probably the West. I don't know how 100% Warriors might be, but they honestly could a little bit give Lakers a little bit like of a fight, to be honest. But honestly, I think it's still going to be the Lakers and Miami part two. For I think me. people are forgetting Clippers. I'm not like forgetting Clippers. 
Yeah. I think that like they are still good on paper. Nothing has really changed. They just kind of need to work out whatever went wrong. If they yeah. can do that, I see them being a good challenge. So yeah, for sure. They're good. They're good. I yeah, your it could happen. Lakers, yeah. Miami Heat. If the same conditions this year was met, but the way I'm seeing it, I'm seeing a Celtics team making it to the finals again. It's it's a, it's a bold statement. It's right? a bold. It's a bold prediction. I see a Celtics team making it to the finals against either. A Lakers team, the Lakers, Golden State, and Clippers. It's kind of that's a kind of a toss up for me. But let's just say the the Golden State, you know, they're not as healthy as like they're still recovering. So between Lakers and Clippers again. So that's just my own. And and going to the Golden State and like Brooklyn Nets factor, like you have two very big pieces who just came off from an ACL injury. Can you name me one player? who's come back from an ACL injury and recovered to the point where they played the same as that before the injury. There's no. none. There's only been one player. Zanny Wilkins. Nah, Kobe Bryant didn't yeah. come back. All these guys never came back from yeah. an injury. It, it devastates your career. You wait, wait, hold down. on. You said ACL or Achilles? ACL. ACL. Didn't Dominique Wilkins? I thought he tore his, I thought he tore his, his Achilles. I didn't know it was an ACL. I'm pretty sure it was a ACL because mm. they they kept but, bringing um, that up on first take. So I was like, interesting. Okay, no, no, I'll take your word for it. But I would I would say um, Zach Levine has done pretty well, uh, you know, off an ACL injury. But that being said, though, Clay, like Clay, when he was bored, I know he was dunking <laughs> in games and stuff. But like his his like bread and butter is like the like, he's a, he's a shooter, right? So I think that that ages very well, like. I think that's part of the reason, like Kyle Korver is like 38, still playing in the league. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's just like he's just like a sniper, and Clay's a sniper. So I think the ACL tear, although definitely it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a hindrance to his performance. I don't think it's gonna be as bad just because he's got an arsenal in his in his shooting ability. No, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so uh, I mean, to your point, G Day, to your bold prediction, I. For this year, I don't think it's a bold prediction because any any team could actually fucking win. Yeah, and the team. parity is so great this year that you don't have no team that you could just pencil in and say, this is the ultimate winner. Mm-hmm. Lakers in the Heat last year going in, no one's seen the Heat going into the finals. Correct. Except for a buddy of mine who predicted them to come out of the East. But, but no one penciled them to go in the finals. So, I mean, for the Heat... To say for us to say the Heat will make it to the finals or not to make it to the finals, we're not exactly sure what's going to come out of it. Anything could happen out of the East. Same with the West. The West last year, it was number one seed was secured, number two seed was secured, number three to number fucking nine or ten or eleven or twelve, off by a game or like half a game. Like it was that tight. So we don't know. Like Phoenix Suns could be at five hundred next year, but they could be sitting at the thirteenth seed, for all you know. Well, where where I'm making the bold statement from is literally having the same team back to back on a back to back final, like literally having them back again on that stage. And that's that's why I'm kind in I'm kind of in agreement with you that possibly we can't just toss out as a possibility that it can't happen either. But at the same time, there's a chance that it can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. That's what that's what makes it a bold prediction. But and also, I could imagine if it was like, yeah, like 
Oh, I'm looking at the teams I have down is like, man. Yeah, I could see Boston making it to final two. Let's go, Team Beantown. I, Beantown, stop, baby. Holy, stop, stop, stop. Like, oh. <laughs> Bro, how are you going to claim a place called Beantown, first of all? Like, <laughs> There's some historical shit. Throw the entire city away, Throw the entire city away. I don't think you should pretend it's in a room filled with uh, Raptors fan, my guy. No, you it's not even. It's honestly, it's not a Raptors thing. It's never been a Raptors thing. It's, it's a Toronto thing. It's a Toronto thing. It's just for Andrew, yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up the majority of the podcast. Now, before we dive into the buzz cut lightning round, can I get you guys to go through your list from top bottom instead of bottom up this time? So we're gonna do top bottom one two five. So let's start with. I guess it was Andrew who started last. So let's start with you, Andrew, if you could go one, two, five. Sure. So LeBron is my number one. Then we have Jamal Murray, Wiggins, Williamson, and Tyler Hero. Perfect. Thank you. Jide, if you can go through your list one through five as well, please. Do I have to? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So we got Bron, KD, Kawhi, Steph. And it was my last again. Butler. Butler. Yep. Jimmy. Thank you, G-Day. I guess I'll go through my list then. Actually, I got Sid's list. So, so Sid's list is KD at one, Siakam at two, the Greek Freak at three, Lamelo at four, Zion at five. And for myself, I have LeBron the number one, Kyrie, Kyrie at number two. Paul George at number three, LaMelo Ball at number four, and Donovan Mitchell at number five. Okay, so now we're going to head into the buzz cut lightning round. So for Andrew and Jida here, I guess since it's your first time going through this, when Sid comes back, he'll, he'll already know what he's, he has to do. But this is just a breakdown for you guys and a, as a refresher for our listeners at home as well. So you'll be presenting your best pitch in an argument of a topic or a top five of my choosing, which I have given to you in advance. And no, I don't take briberies just because I'm going to let you win. That's you not going to happen. Hey, um, that, JD, so, that JD changes a lot of minds, you know? Uh, I don't like JD. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so show me why your answer reigns supreme and I ultimately will choose who I agree with the most. Now, before we start, there's only one catch. You have to give your answer and your argument within 50 seconds total. So if it helps, bring up a stopwatch because I do that. Yep, GD has that up. So I have my stopwatch here. Bring up to 50 seconds. I'm bringing mine up now. Okay. And basically for the listeners at home, so the buzz cut lightning round for today is recently their sites and the league and the teams have been leaking out and officially releasing city jerseys or the new alternative jerseys for upcoming season. Now, with that being said, I know a couple of these guys and Sid and G-Day are very into their 
fashion, the color coordinating. Andrew's into the sportswear and fan gear. And I'm a mixture of both. So you'll have to choose a jersey that you think is the best of everything that's been released recently for the upcoming season. And kind of persuade me as to why that jersey is the best. Now, with that being said... I'm sorry? I'm definitely not winning this round. But... That's fine. <laughs> not winning these two here. So, um, so I have the number 16 still up. Now, Sid, because you won the first time, can you give me a number from 1 to 25, please? 13. I'm a lucky number 13. All right. And uh, GD was second, so if you can give me a number from 1 to 25, please, GD. Seven. Lucky number seven. Okay. And Andrew, finally, but not la- but last, least. I think that's how you say it. But not the least. Last but not the least. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stick with my 25. 25, you're 25. All right, Andrew, 25. Sid with number 13. And GD with number seven, I believe. Yep. And we're generating three, two. Lucky number seven gets to go first because it stopped at number nine. Sid, you're going to go second. And Andrew, you're going to go last. G-Day, if you have your answer ready, uh, 50 seconds on the clock. Just give me the go, and I will get it running. Are you ready, G-Day? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Give me a second. (laughs) Give me a second. And, guys, I just want to put this out there. Honestly, the jersey I'm choosing, even if I don't win this, I'm saying this jersey would actually low-key win but I don't think I have enough knowledge to be able to back this up. But Yo, hold, on. Hold, hold, on. On. hold on, guys, hold on. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to rep for, the, for those fans out there. I'm going to rep this jersey really well. And this honestly, said, even if I don't win, I'll, I'll low-key win. <laughs> honestly, though, this jersey is fire. When I say it's fire, it is fire. Okay, let me go. Wait, 50 seconds? I've ever said the word fire. It's never been fire. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Okay, go. Just go. I got this. It's all oh, good. I got my leg on, leg on the chair here. Uncle Roger, say it's not fire. Uncle Roger. Hey, uh... oh, Uncle okay. Roger. All right. So if you got 50 seconds, I got 50 seconds here on the clock here. Uh, GD, you got your answer, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Your buzz cut lightning round starts in three, two. Nice. So uh, the city jersey I choose as my number one. No lie, I have to give it to the Warriors Oakland jersey. That was a fire jersey. And not just the color. Just just look at the drop. Having the man of the fucking century that fucking changed the way the game is played and now coming back from an injury and having him reveal that color with the orange background. And not just that, they were also paying homage to Oakland or whatever that. (laughs) Okay, I kind of fucked up. But honestly, that jersey is kind of good. Like, I like the navy blue with the yellow and the orange. Uh color mixture and i think time fuck that was so bad (laughs) jesus so i have a few things first off you don't say if you're trying to persuade me to 
to choose your jersey, you don't say it's kind of good. You have to say, yo, it's the best, you know, or like it's fire. Yeah, I never heard that <laughs> word once in your fucking argument. Not once. And secondly, yours and secondly, your Steph Curry point, Steph Curry could be wearing a garbage bag and that point still could be made. Like I don't care who's wearing the fucking jersey. It doesn't make it fire or whatever, right? Like so, I got nervous, okay? I got nervous. That's fine. That's fine. People get nervous all the time, but, but we'll that, see. That jersey was good, though. Let's just put it out there. That was a good jersey. Not going to lie. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, 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 I'll give my final thoughts after. So, um, Right now, you're at the bottom, but you're also at the top. So it doesn't... We'll see what our next person <laughs> says. Sid, do you have your buzz cut lightning round answer for me? Yeah, I do. So just to clarify, though, this was the, the, the new leaked jerseys, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm ready to go. All right. So your buzz cut line round starts in three, two. Okay. So my pick for craziest uh, jersey that's going to be coming up this season is the new black and white L.A. Clippers um, uh, Los Angeles jersey with like the with like the the different Los Angeles texts. I've been a big fan of that for a while now. I like that they did the white and black last year, but the black and white this year is just a very clean look. We got the red and the blue stripes on the armholes, uh, just you know, it's classic LA Clippers like style. But I just love it. It's just a very clean style. You know me. I like like very simple minimalist clothing, and this is just a jersey you could rock literally with outfits. Like you could you could take it to you could wear it to the bar. It's just a chill vibe. Uh, and it's just like a great font too. And I think no other team has done like a very clean and simple black and white. That was good, man. That was good. Yeah. You've practiced this. How many podcasts have you been on? Like your fifth now? So like this is my fifth. Tony snaked me out of too many of these lightning rounds. (laughs) (laughs) I figured. So you got practice already. Good job. (laughs) He's learned from his mistakes. Literally. (laughs) He's found the loopholes. No. Andrew, do you have your buzz cut lightning round? I literally just found it again. It took like the entire time you guys were talking, I was just looking for it. So yeah, I'm I'm good. Okay. So your buzz cut lightning round starts in three, two. I'm um, going with the Phoenix Suns, um, your city jerseys. Um, I really like the design of like, ex- again, I'm a very simplistic person, but at the same time, I really love the extra. Um, so there's a lot of color segments here. There's the purple, there's the yellow, there's the orange, there's the red. Like it's just like, you know, a rainbow sort of thing going on at the top and that just looks beautiful. And it's just like a rainbow. Everyone loves a rainbow. It's beautiful. And this is just exactly what this is. And it has the black on the bottom, which complements almost every color. Um, so this for me takes the cake. Purple and black and everything else. Oh my gosh. Like, fuck yeah. Um, sign me up. I'm gonna probably go to buy a jersey right after this. So <laughs> there you go. Seconds to spare. Okay. Um, I demand a re a re debate. I need to go again. I need to go again. That was so bad. Oh my god! I'm going again. No, Tony, I'm going again. No, Jide, you have Jide, Jide. I'm gonna tell you straight. Just take the L. Just take the L, man. That was a bad L. What the hell? Oh my god! It wasn't bad, Jide. Trust me, it wasn't bad. It was terrible. <laughs> 
trust me, I know. That's why I demand to go again. That was bad. You only get one chance. You only get 50 seconds. You don't get a retry. And sorry, you're going to be third because, yeah. When you lose confidence in your own answer, it kind of, you're trying to persuade me. I don't know. I don't know, bro. But the Warriors jersey, though, is fire. I'm sorry I didn't do that justice to the fans out there, but honestly, that jersey is fire. I like it. That jersey is fire, and I will say it is an homage not just to Oakland, but also to the old We Believe teams in 2000, the mid-2000s. That's probably what you were saying. That's what I was I, trying to say. I was going to say that that was one of my favorite jerseys as well, but you just couldn't articulate it. So I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you, you have yeah, to take it out for that. Um, also, I don't know why they put Oakland on the jersey. They're not even playing Oakland anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's my that's one. It that's, looks good though. It is. It is nice. It is nice. Um, but I put some thought into it, and as much as I don't like this team, and as a, as much as it is very plain, but it is very simple. I will have to go with the Clippers, with Sid. The only reason why is this, is because I love the Valley jerseys with the Suns. It looks very 80s, very retro. It's very unique. But what the Clippers did with that jersey, bring out last year and bring it again this year, it's it's just like Miami Heat and their... Vice jerseys where they turn the black, the white, and the pink, the blue and the pink, and the pink and the blue. Now, I don't like this year's jersey, it's pretty sus. The multicolored ones, I don't like that one. But tie dye could have been fine, but if it's like a gradient, like just like that, I, I don't know. But simpleness of it, people realize that loud isn't not all ought to be, not all cut to be. Sometimes you can just be simple and be good. But it was tight because I really like the Suns jerseys as well. That was really – I just like the 80s retro feel. I don't know. And it's very new. It's very different. It's very different, thing. yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like the Vancouver jerseys. Sorry, the Memphis jersey who they're trying to emulate Vancouver again. It's not the Oakland jersey where they're trying to re-emulate the Oakland jersey again. It's not the yeah. Philadelphia one where they're trying to redo the Iverson days, right? So, But, yeah. So, congrats to Sid. You take – a W, um, your, you, second, your second of your five. So getting <laughs> to that LeBron level soon. <laughs> but in all honesty, thank you for you guys for your time, your perspective today. Now for the listeners at home, uh, let's start off with Sid. Where can they find you on their social medias? So you guys can find me at style by Sid official. That is my Instagram handle. Um, I talk about all things, men, fashion. Uh, I talk about grooming, and just uh, kind of like a lifestyle uh, page for me. So follow me at Style by Sid Official, all one word. Yeah, it's pretty fire. He just came up with a video with, I guess, a, a versatile spread of shoes rather than just wearing sneakers. And we had a great conversation <laughs> on this fashion podcast and how people are just did, yeah. diving into just the sneaker heads. And that, that's it. They don't expand. So shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. But you know, <laughs> you know, you know what it is. All right, so going on to our next person, G-Day, if you got Instagram handle or TikTok, or I know you're a big TikTok guy. I know you're becoming influencer a little bit by bit, so 
shoot shoot them shoot the <laughs> listeners at home where they can find you yeah guys uh you can follow my instagram page it is gday.eggbagwithme that is j i d e dot e g b e w u m i you can miss the uh, pretty face thank you okay oh my god see it's so funny how you can be confident about that but you're like it was just like (laughs) your jersey selection honestly because i was nervous but now i know how the game is played catch me on the next next podcast i'm winning that okay it's like that meme like your social media plug is like the guy you should be worried about and then your buzz cut lightning rounds like you Oh, man. Uh, thank you, Jude. It's okay. Next time you can rack up W. You have plenty of opportunities. <laughs> and, and Andrew, you just told me that you don't want it. So you're good. You're a mysterious guy. Don't worry. You're not the first person who said they don't want followers. I Uchi. thank you. Uchi. So again, thank you guys for your time and your perspectives today. Now for the listeners at home, if you enjoyed this podcast or have some thoughts or lists or want to debate any for us to debate anything, or submit your own topics, please feel free to follow us on the IG account at BB Shop Quintet Podcast or email us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you can give us a follow, a five star review on Apple Pod, and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. And let us be your top five of the day. Cheers. <laughs>